Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome into a big Monday night. So much action on my televisions in front of me. I can hardly contain myself. Uh, Even if I know what the results are, I've probably taken enough blows to the head from a soccer ball from my daughter that I've forgotten them all. Yes, it's Monday night. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I'm Mike Harmon. Smith off tonight. That means we look to a man to come out of the East. He rises up from the great state of 
Wisconsin. He's my buddy Dan Beyer, at Dan Beyer on Fox, where you find him on Twitter. How's the home office, buddy? The home office is spectacular because we can watch not one, not two, but I think there's like three NFL games going on right now, which you really can't even get on a normal Sunday unless you have the Sunday ticket. Well, like I do it's, know it's crazy. Yeah, I know this. Even though in all the chaos, there is one thing that remains clear and certain and really has not changed, Dan. I can't watch the Dodgers regardless. <laughs> That's true. That's... With all apologies to my friends over at AM570 LA Sports, uh, where you can listen to the Dodgers uh, and a replay of a classic game right now. But it's the idea of some things don't change the business of sports being what it is, and some are highly entrenched. Maybe uh, this will force everybody to look a little little differently at businesses and how they conduct business going forward. But we've got one of the classic Monday night football games on uh, from recent memory, Dan, a uh, game that was supposed to be in Mexico City, but that field was unplayable. The Chiefs and the Rams, I just watched Travis Kelsey walk in for a four-yard score. I'm feeling pretty pumped up. Well, this is this game tells you something as well, Mike, because there's a Super Bowl also being aired right now, and there's a Brady versus Manning game that was being aired, and we're just watching Rams and Chiefs go up the field in the track meet, back and forth. Right now, 30-30, to 30, midway through the third quarter, and we're not even close to being done. Yes. This, this, is, this game was spectacular for so many different reasons, whether it be the, the reason that the game is being played in L.A. anyway, but it's really one of the few games that actually lived up to the hype and and probably exceeded expectations. Yeah, I mean, we talk about a scoring fest, and right now so many people losing themselves from the news of the world, like locked in, hanging out with the kids. There's so mu- only so much SpongeBob. A lot of people are going to want to watch. Me, I, I could just do it for days. Uh, but you're, you're going to try to find some little comfort. So some are turning to the video games, and they're playing a lot of video games, maybe a lot of Madden. And that's really what this game felt like. I mean, that's that is if you ever was a video game on television, it was this version of the Rams. I know we saw it with the greatest show on turf. Go back to the Warner days and spreading it around and the lunacy that that team caused. But certainly these Rams and with those sweet, sweet uniforms. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. They've just passed the halfway point of the third quarter in this contest from 2018. Tied up at 30 apiece, as we said. So that puts the total at 60. If you would have live bet this game, they they could have said, all right, over under 96. And if you were to bet the under, I think you would feel pretty comfortable, despite these teams having the amount of scoring that they had in the first two and a half quarters, Mike. You would have to think like, all right, fourth quarter, this may slow down a little bit. This may get a little bit tighter. There's no way these teams are going to score five more touchdowns plus, plus in this contest. And like you would you would have thought right you you would have thought that it would be money in the bank if they were to give you an over under of 96 at this point and boy how wrong you would have been. Well and that that's the crazy thing right you always wait for that one stop. Right there was a big yeah. play uh, a couple of series back where Aaron Donald got to Patrick Mahomes like hey something stopped the scoring stopped for just one second. And then, well, the Rams went straight down, and away we go. So it's it's just chaos. It, it's this is this is a true story. This game aired, Mike, the day before Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson had a press conference in Las Vegas, 
hyping their Thanksgiving Day match in 2018. I kid you not, Mike, my itinerary was this. I watched kickoff of this game at my father-in-law's house in North Hollywood. This was 5.15 local time. I ended up watching the fourth quarter at a famous Dave's barbecue in Las Vegas. The entire fourth quarter. Just for, when you think of like, I moved cities and still was able to watch a full quarter of football in the different city that I started and go to an airport and take a flight. That's how long this game ended up taking. With all of the twists and turns and the ups and downs, Mike, I didn't even Uber. I had to go to rental car center <laughs> and get a rental car. So I had that to go and deal with. And and then drive out to the hotel and then go to the restaurant and sit down. Saw the entire fourth quarter while I first watched the game in North Hollywood. It was crazy. Just absolute insanity. You could almost fly cross country. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and, and watch it in, in style as, as you rolled through. I mean, watching Todd Gurley run here. Vintage, so now we could use the term vintage Todd Gurley. That's one of my pet peeves in the sporting world when we talk about vintage. But it seems so long ago that that Todd mm-hmm. Gurley was able to do much of anything. Uh, I watched him against the Bears this past year, and there were signs of explosiveness, and then they took the ball away from him. So I wanted to send McVay roses uh, on the sideline going, good, overthink it. Uh, they still won 17-7. Bears couldn't get out of their own way. But just one of those moments and watching him run in space and operate as this offense was clicking on all cylinders, just uh, a much different tale than what we're looking for and really an unknown for the Falcons coming this year. Well, this is – and this is this is with, when you have the the – and it's not just Todd Gurley. I mean, there, you know, there are other guys that the Rams had on this team yeah. that are no longer there. Oh, it's a drinking game now. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, this is this is what you pay for. This is the, and now you're, the receipts do. I tweeted out during free agency is the Rams had their 24 month introductory offer expire and this was month 25 and that's what this off season has been for them i do think that it's it's crazy you you touched on this when you look at how good these color rush uniforms look that's sweet there there are there are few uniforms that went color rush that i think fans really really liked and and i know how much the the fans liked the rams throwbacks with the blue uniforms but i saw these yellow ones i mean yellow is difficult to make look good and they made these look good which then makes you wonder how in the world they could screw up the logo that they you know unveiled last week when people were loving even this change i mean this yellow is really difficult to put off yet they're to pull off but they're able to do it and yet they decide with the new uniforms we're going to do our own thing for the new fans we're trying to bring in i'm going to go out on a limb and say someone designed that the new logo that was we laughed about it all last week uh that's either a a reject from someone who got the contract to outfit marathon runners or credit card offers (laughs) or somebody's kid in the front offices, yeah, we know that we got to run with that. Yeah, because you, that you're was spending design. five, yeah, five, five billion dollars on a new building, all of this other on marketing players and and doing all these other pieces in the community, and then you spend a buck fifty on a logo. I mean, when people keep telling you what they want and then telling you over and over what they want. And then you still think that you have a better idea than what everybody has been telling you. Maybe the problem is with you. And I'll say this, the problem with the Rams and going all in 
you know, like they did with this season, which ended up having them go to the Super Bowl, was there There were a bunch of people who said, all right, you're going to do this now. You're going to end up paying for it later. And the Rams, maybe knowing that, maybe not knowing that, they decided to do that. And now we see where they are. I mean, this game is what? 18 months ago? Yeah. I mean, not, I mean, not even. Uh, I mean, 16 months ago. So, and you see how things have changed. It's it's crazy. They told it. They Maybe it was worth it to go to the Super Bowl and lose. I mean, you obviously go there hoping to win, but maybe it was worth that push. But I think that there'd be a lot of arguments that maybe it wasn't so worth it. Well, that's the question. You take your, your shot, right? And one of those things, I can't fault teams when they, they go out of their way and try to build up. So I, you know, as much as we... Now we get into Marlins talk. Uh, they've got a couple of titles, right? As miserable as the rest of their existence has been, other than Derek Jeter doing a little wave now and again, you got two two World Series mm-hmm. out of it. So how many fan bases would trade the years of mediocrity for a couple of World Series titles? Oh, sure. Or for a Super Bowl appearance, let, let alone winning it. Yes. I mean, how many teams we, – we laugh all the time at the futility, and, and we're already getting the, the memes of, you know, Tiger Joe. So Joe Burrow goes from the LSU Tigers. Uh, presumably he becomes a Bengal cat. So, I mean, out of this weekend, and we'll get into the Tiger King at some point, and I'll probably drink myself into oblivion while we do it. But the <laughs> fact is that you've got teams that can't get out of their own way to get to just mediocrity. Dan, they're so yeah. bad. They take five, eight, eight seasons in a row at this point, let alone a Super Bowl appearance. That's a very, it's a, it's a very fair point. One that I that hadn't dawned on me is you do have to get to you do have to get to eight and eight if you want to go. Well, the 49ers showed differently, but but realistically, if you want to go all in on a season, you at least have to have something that has been there or is proven to be there to go all in. And the Rams did make the playoffs the year before. They ended up losing to the Falcons in that in that wild card game that they uh they lost at home in the Coliseum that season. But you like if you have four wins, you can't realistically like go all in for it. But they the Rams at least did have that. And it's a it's a unique point of you do have to at least reach mediocrity to be able to have an opportunity to do that. So when you talk about those teams that can't even reach mediocrity, you do see the gap of 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 fandom and, and, and the fans reaping the rewards because those teams can't even get their teams to the level of having to decide if they should go all in sure. for one year or not. Yeah, I mean, you look at the 49ers, right? They had made their push, and they spent their money on Garoppolo. He gets hurt which means they're just bad enough to where they're at the top of the draft, and lo and behold, here comes Bosa. Mm -hmm. In addition to all the other, I mean, good drafting, good building of that front seven, and you see what what transpires from there. Debo Samuel had himself a fantastic year, not talked about nearly enough, I don't think. Uh, He'll get his just due maybe uh, here in his sophomore season, but... You got George Kittle, who's more personality than you need for the rest of the the squad. And it was just that rare circumstance, much like when you have the quarterbacks where you have two, right? Most most of the time you don't have one Mm -hmm. that you trust fully. I mean, why do we have the quarterback carousel that we have this year, right? We have guys in free agency, and then we've got a bunch of guys getting ready to be drafted. It's the, the mutant side where normally we don't get names that actually reach free agency. And now we do, but 
when we go through the list of starting quarterbacks, where's the dividing line between, I really like this guy, I believe we can win with him, and yeah, he'll do all right. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think there's questions about Jared Goff right now. And as you look back at Rams and Chiefs, I mean, you look at both sidelines, I mean, it's really a, a it's a bit of a stark contrast for what these teams have gone through in these last 16 months because they both went to Super Bowls, but I think that we would more likely say that the Chiefs are the team that is still being Super Bowl champs, still have that window open to compete. And now you have, if you're the Rams, you still you have serious questions about can Jared Goff uh, do it by his lonesome? Is there going to be a player that can fill Gurley's void? You really have two NFLs on the field in this contest. And there may be 32 NFLs, the way that the, the, the past sure. couple of seasons have gone out. But realistically, we look at these two teams and we say, man, what a game about two evenly matched teams. But you look at the franchises and they may be, they may be completely different from each other. Yeah, you have the, the Chiefs where you've got Mahomes and you all right, you're sold, done. Guy winging it around even when he was playing on what we all thought might have been a season-ending knee injury. Got back on the field pretty quickly and didn't miss a beat. So you, you look at the speed, you look at the size, and you look at what the defense was the second half of the year, right? Timing and finding your momentum and guys being healthy with the Rams. They paid a couple of guys early. They still got to figure out what they're doing with Jalen Ramsey, uh, something we'll talk about uh, as the night goes on because from a salary cap perspective, look, the Chiefs don't have any money to spend, and that's going to be one of the jokes we'll have a little bit later in the show as well. But – how much do they need, right? Mm-hmm. Where Where's the obvious point of need for this squad? I mean, as we're watching this game, we're, we're seeing in Mexico City Rams fans uh, reacting to the latest play, Dan. Uh, Samson Ekubom just picked off Patrick Mahomes, returning at 25 yards to the house. Now the Rams have opened up a commanding 10-point lead. <laughs> I still think there's room for the Chiefs to score. 40-30, Dan. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll, just, I'll finish with this. <laughs> Yesterday in the Fox Sports Sunday afternoon show I, that I do with Ephraim Salam, I tested Ephraim and, and Gavin on games from the 2019 season, gave them lines from various Week 3 matchups, and they each went 3-3. Three and three. So that tells you on what it's like to bet in the National Football League. Even after the games are played, it's tough to break 500. Tell you what, memory, uh, trying to go back and think in your mind, how good was this team? What did they do? All fun stuff. He's Dan Byer in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote. Coming up next... Perhaps some turmoil at the top of the 2020, as as of now, regularly scheduled draft as to who that number two QB is coming off the board. We'll debate it next here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter make this a summer to share and save with a capable kia suv or powerful sedan see your local kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more kia movement that inspires call 800-334-KIA for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith tonight. Having some fun with you. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83, 400 plus affiliates nationwide, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for being part of our extended family here at Fox. We truly do appreciate it. We know you've got a lot of different entertainment options, and right now, maybe you've exhausted yourself with uh, some of your binge-watching and other 
pursuits. Dan, uh, how's the putting coming along? I got to imagine you set up cups all over the house. <laughs> Tried the chip in the backyard. Didn't go as well as I would have hoped. There's there's just uh, just some issues. Maybe, you know what? Maybe you shank a chip every now and then. So it happens, but I have to take that into consideration. So I can't have it bouncing around hitting walls and possibly windows. So the golf game is actually taking a bit of a, a bit of a slowdown. And because we have tile in our in our house, it's tough to get a true roll on a, on any, you know, like hard surface. So the putting has also been slowed down a bit. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. it's going to make you a better putter in the end. <laughs> right now, my, my legs are just sore. I've got my my little one. She's getting her homework in, but they're giving it all at once. So she just goes and hammers it out. She's like, all right, now we can get back to the soccer. Like, dude, how about you space it out so dad's legs and quads and hammies can recover a little bit? I think kids are on to something because I was actually just talking to our neighbor this afternoon. And he said, you know, after two hours, they're done with their schoolwork and they're, you know, they're off playing. So I don't know. I don't know what they've been doing previously, but they're able to, you know, just whip right through it now and get to the other stuff they have to do every day. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting. I mean, my high schooler. I mean, she's still got piles of stuff, man. Oh, Not that she isn't bad. really good at procrastination. I mean, she is an expert procrastinator. But I'm seeing the list of the assignment. Like, what are we doing? We're not supposed to be doing eight hours of work like they're in school plus homework time. This isn't supposed to be 12 hours, I don't think. I mean, as far as it was explained to me, it was keep the skills up. You know, stay sharp. <laughs> Fine-tuning. Instead, it's toning. There, go back over this 14 different <laughs> ways, pal. You're going to have fun to, with it. It's not supposed to build muscle. You're just supposed to tone. That's right. That's all you're trying to do. That's right. And obviously, uh, we'll, we'll start our cooking demos soon enough because we've been working on some recipes while we're home, too. So why not have some fun along the way? Uh, there's some reports, Dan, as the draft Hey, show will go on, according to Roger Goodell, April 23rd through 25th, uh, that there's growing consensus, perhaps, that Justin Herbert becomes that guy over to a tongue of Iloa because of, well, where we're at uh, on the draft boards of tongue of Iloa recovering from hip surgery. You can't bring him back in. You only have third person, third uh, party doctors having done the kick the can and, and run through the test. And I, I joked about it last week. It's like, I love all the Zapruder films, and here I am working out and looking how I move laterally. In the end, that that's not holding up a lot when you've got to sign a check. Now, happily for NFL teams, it's not the $60 million Sam Bradford check from all those years ago, but still a substantial amount of money. And like we were talking about before, if your team gets just good enough to where you're 8-8, eight and eight, if you were wrong in that assumption and the hip doesn't hold, you you may not be in a position to draft the replacement and fix the error next year. I don't, and I don't even think, Mike, it's just the hip. I think it's Tua's injury history that I think is is an issue. And I think that's a, a legitimate issue. And when you don't have the real ability, as you said, to do the entire examination of not only on the hip, but also there's an ankle injury that, you know, was was suffered during his, his college career. I think that those are legitimate things that you're worried about. And NFL GMs across the board are Heck, not even NFL GMs, just GMs in general across the board are trying to eliminate as much risk 
as possible, trying to eliminate as much of the unknown from the equation so they can end up making the best possible decision. And when you don't know because you can't see and you have that history, I'm not necessarily surprised because I actually have the same sort of questions about Tua's durability as well. 6'1", 210 pounds, but there's there's an injury history during his time playing quarterback in college football. And Justin Herbert, obviously, with the deep ball that was on display in those uh, exhibition games at the end. Uh, why don't we bring in a third party, try to talk this one out as well as everything else going on in the NFL our guest uh, brought to us by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. Based on a 2020 Nielsen report, limitations apply. It's our buddy Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sport NFL Insider at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. Jason, how we doing? How's uh, week three holding up? Hey. Hang in there, man. Hope you guys are doing the same. Well, we're doing uh, talking about our putting and and acumen in the kitchen getting better by the day. What, <laughs> there you what go. have you What have you decided to uh, focus in on? Uh, we had we had a little miniature golf going in the uh, living room on Saturday. I think. Uh, guess that was the highlight of the weekend. Um, played some board games and uh, just trying to keep everybody safe and. Uh, you know, getting through the day. Now, the honest assessment, have you started betting on any of those activities? No, no, I haven't. Uh, they don't want any piece of me in this house. The tickets <laughs> a ride. Nobody would bet against me because I destroy everybody in this house at that game. That's pretty much, you, you can't, what? Get out of here, boy. You're supposed to be in bed. You, almost. I beat you by like 30 trains, dude. What are you talking about? Um, anyway, Boom. sorry about that. I thought he was in bed. <laughs> It's everything's everything's Meshuggah here, man. We you know homeschool the whole nine yards, but nah, you know it it is what it is, right? We just have to try to make the best of it. There you have it. As we're bringing you in, uh, Jason, one of the reports out there that growing numbers of teams looking more at Justin Herbert, perhaps uh, passing Tungavailoa as the number two guy on the board. What say you? I would be surprised um, if that happened. I I really would. Um, it's not out of the question, of course, um, but I, I think two ends up being the second quarterback off the board. I think it happens as, as high as the second overall pick, where Washington is certainly willing to engage with other teams about that pick. And I think Washington, going back to five, they'd be perfectly happy with that. If, if their intel told them that Isaiah Simmons would still be there, I think they'd call that a win and take their extra you know, two ones and a two or whatever it turned out to be. And And, you know, look at that as as a real potential building block moment in this franchise that's been perpetually sort of floundering around for due to um, at least two decades now um but i mean could somebody else jump them i don't think miami's moving up for herbert i think if miami's moving up it's for Tua. could somebody else get ahead of them and do it for herbert i mean i i guess the chargers or the panthers maybe the raiders could um, it would take a monumental leap for the Patriots. I just don't see that being their MO at all right now. Um, maybe somebody does it if they're that in love with them, but I, I, I suspect that um, two is the second quarterback on. Jason, you had the report about the Redskins being open to trading number two. Is that because of what they could receive in return, or that's just what they think is best for their organization for what they currently have uh, on their team? Well, they've got a lot of assets invested in their front seven already. Um, 
a lot of recent draft picks, pretty high draft picks, um, who, who they still feel pretty strongly about. They've got a ton of holes on that team. Um, they didn't get much done in free agency. They had a hard time kind of luring people there. And they've got a quarterback right now in an untenable situation with nothing around them other than, you know, Terry McLaren. There's nothing on that offense you can hold your hat on. Um, so that's a problem. And, uh, you know, there's only so many draft picks to go around right now, and this is going to be a, a, a multi-year process. And Ron Rivera is trying to look at the long view. And as much as they like, you know, really like Chase Young, they should be pretty good on the edge. And they have other needs. And if you can pick up three to five other assets, plus still get a blue-chip player in Isaiah Simmons, who I know that they feel like could be one of the best players in this draft, and he's multiple, and you could move him around in different ways, and um, he could fill a couple of different needs. That's something you have to consider. It's something you have to be open to. Um, what will the price point be? Will somebody meet it? Um, or will they be able to do a reverse RG3 trade? Uh, it remains to be seen, but uh, if they were able to get that kind of value, I, I absolutely believe they would make the trade. He's Jason Locken for a CBS Sports NFL Insider with us here, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Byron for Jason Smith here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find Jason on Twitter at Jason Locken for read his stuff, CBSSports.com. Uh, one of the reports out there that's kind of fun is the amount of cap space teams are rolling with right now, and the Chiefs sitting at uh, a robust yeah. $177. I can't wait to see all the transactions of restructured money uh, as they look towards Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're carrying Sammy Watkins as a serious luxury item. He's about the fourth best offense, fourth best option on their offense on a good day, and he's you know got another fourteen million coming to him. I don't see how that works itself out. Um, you know, I'm sure they're trying to get him to take a pay cut to stay, but I don't know if it'll be steep enough. Uh, you know, getting Chris Jones off the franchise tag would be huge, but that's going to be easier said than done. Um, and you're right, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the elephant in the room there, and I think it'd be ridiculous to expect him to play one more snap under this rookie contract. If I was advising him, I, I'd, I'd forbid him to do it. Um, I'd say terminate me as your agent if you do that. Sure. Because there's no, there's no bleeping way I can let that happen. Uh, you know, look, these are first-world problems. Uh, they just won their first Super Bowl in forever. Uh, they've kept the gang together more or less for now. But they're going to have to be a bit of a bloodletting there. Um, and, and look, if they get rid of Watkins and get rid of three or four other second, you know, uh, sort of periphery players, but they get the Mahomes thing done and they're able to keep, you know, rent Chris Jones for one more year on the franchise tag, I think you'd have to call that a win. Um, but yeah, they've got there's definitely moves that are going to have to be made. Jason, we've heard a lot about Jadavian Clowney not getting what he wanted. But what I haven't heard a lot of is what people are willing to give him. What is the market for Clowney right now? And, I, I, I mean, are there, are there certain teams that are more interested than others? Uh, I, I that... don't, yeah, I don't know who's really in it other than Seattle, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, at this point, teams have spent a lot of their money, and, and a lot of these owners are using – um, they're looking at, at this situation in the country right now in this economic climate. And when a GM goes to an owner and says, well, hey, we might be able to get him a little cheaper, and the guy's like, yeah, but that's still another whatever, $18 million. 
it, the checkbooks aren't flying around as, as free and easy right now. It kind of reminds me of the climate around the, the lockout in 2011 where, you know, the owners took a step back and started cutting coaching pensions and getting a lot of their ducks in, the, in a row. Um, I, I kind of feel like that's what's going on now. And, you know, the Jason Pierre-Pauls and these other moves have already been made. Um, a lot of teams that would like Clowney don't have the cap situation to do it right now or, or don't have an owner who's willing to, to reach that deep. Um, you know, could he have got a three-year you know, $60 million deal with basically two of the years guaranteed. He probably could have, but that's not where he was when it started. And, you know, the, the, that first wave was over pretty quickly. And so I think he's looking. I thought, I mean, I've been saying Seattle all along, going back to Seattle, and I don't think anything's changed. Uh, his pride and ego is probably a little bruised, but the longer this goes, I don't think much is going to change. That'll be the best situation for him. Um, and whether it's a one-year deal or a two-year deal, or whatever, um, I think he can get his, you know, 17-ish, I don't know, 18 maybe. Um, but it's not, this is this is not going to be a long-term. Uh, this is not the year he hits a home run as, a, you know, on a long-term deal. And, and the injuries are an issue, and the market right now isn't great. Teams have, by and large, spent their money. And this is a guy that Seattle got, you know, pretty cheap last year. And Houston subsidized almost half the salary to make the trade. So, um, I foresee another short-term deal with Seattle in his future. Last one for you real quick, Jason. Uh, is Cam Newton going to have to wait until we're back in camps and someone gets hurt to get a job? I mean, for any kind of money he may have to, or at least um, wait until these buildings are open and, and teams can give him the kind of medical once-over that they would want to. They're going to want to look at that shoulder as well. Um, I know that's an old injury, but still, he didn't play much at all with that. So, you know, where does that stand? What, what could he do for us right now? You know, what would he do in a throwing program? What are our projections for when he could play? Um, yeah, I think at this point he, he might as well be patient. Nobody jumped up. Uh, you know, last week when it all went down. And at this point, I, I think you're looking at teams more focused on the draft right now and waiting to see just how much that market might bottom out. Fantastic stuff. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us tonight. Uh, be safe. Best to you and your family uh, as you work to expand your golf course. Yeah, we're working on it. Thanks, guys. Have a good Appreciate one. It, Jason. Be good, buddy. That's Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Joins us each and every week at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. Uh, coming up in a few minutes, Dan and I are going to discuss Tiger Phil Part 2 because it needs to happen, especially because, well, we get to say Tiger. A lot. It's the climate for a Tiger rebound here, Dan Beyer. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Fox Sports Radio. Having some fun with you. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Beyer. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. I've got some classic battles on here with uh, lightsabers, uh, Dan, and I've got Rams Chiefs, and I I wanted to make sure folks were aware of just how fast Tyreek Hill is. (laughs) Mahomes winds it up wide open as Hill. How quick was that? 73 yards. Wow. Yeah, I might get a taunting, but uh, obviously ESPN uh, television uh, was on the call there. Uh, Dan, you got to throw a little bit of flavor in if we're going to talk about all these points being scored and Tyreek Hill uh, just running some track uh, on that field. I'll do my Jason Witten imitation. Great catch. (laughs) <laughs> that's about he's it he's right? pretty fast I, well, that would have also been the booger mcfarland addition to one one of them would have taken that line uh and run with it but it's it's been fun watching this and all of the the old games that are on i know we were watching a, a bunch of the women's um soccer team a uh, bunch of matches they've been running on the deuce uh throughout the day so my daughter who's obsessed with being the best defender, she Julie Ertz is her hero, so I've got to figure out how to you know have that line of connection through Zach Ertz and back in, that'll go. So you know, although that curiosity, so yeah, good times as we uh, we flow through all the live sporting events, the old sporting events coming back up. I can't wait till they start playing stuff from the mid seventies. Well, we also have the uh, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers near midfield, trailing the Packers by four in Super Bowl 55. So you have that. And then you can look at some of the empty sections at uh, AT&T Stadium when they have the ticket fiasco in Super Bowl 45. So you have that to look at, <laughs> uh, look at as well if you're looking at games around the dial right now. Oh, nicely done. Well, you know, when you, you get down to it, it's the whatever your flavor is i mean you're there i was actually at that game in arlington texas yeah me too yeah i mean that was yeah. well that's the one i've gotten to go to and i paid was, to go in and so you paid. all right <laughs> and i paid i took my father-in-law uh we ended up in the steelers family section dan i don't know if i ever told you this uh, no no i did not hear yeah, this story so i had uh we're doing the show in dallas the sunday morning show and i've got i find a one of the seats in the studio that they put us in had three monitors and at that point i had not committed to buying tickets because there'd been a little bit of fluctuation because of the ice storms during the week Mm -hmm. and i finally said you know what i'm gonna wait game day i promised him like we're gonna go we're gonna figure this out don't sweat it and he's a guy that wants a schedule right he's got got to have his plan in place the man was a surgeon so like everything is precision i'm like Mm -hmm. just hold tight have an early morning beer go for a walk i got this and so we go on air, and everything's kind of in for the get-in was pretty high because it's the Packers and the Steelers yeah. in Jerry's world. So I mean, we're talking a couple of grand, and I'll leave it at that because some might curse me for the amount of money spent on the tickets. But all of a sudden, in between all of those seats that became part of those lawsuits, came a pair that was in the 40-yard line. And I had my credit card in. I couldn't hit submit fast enough. <laughs> right so i i get the seats i i call them i say all right we're in here's the deal here's when the show ends i gotta go pick up the tickets go over to um the american airlines go by the by the maverick stadium meet a guy in a parking lot which sets up like a bad movie like i'm gonna get capped in the waiting <laughs> on someone there uh, it, it had everything straight out of a breaking bad episode but we go and i go to pick up the tickets after the show ends and the guy's got tickets in one hand and he's got a pile of cash in the other 
It's like, well, the market just jumped. I could really use these tickets. And we're talking, I could have made a, you know, a grand sure. plus per ticket. I'm like, nah, I made a promise. He goes, I got to wow. respect that. So he handed me the tickets, went, and we had a blast. It ended up being in the Steelers family section. Someone didn't make it out. And the funny thing is they recognized me because when I was doing my training camp tours, I'd played catch with, like, the grandkids uh-huh. as they were running around. It's like, hey, you played catch with my my little <laughs> – and mention it. It's like <laughs> introduced themselves. Like, it was it was just the, the best day. We were right under a camera well. So, like, right above us was some of the Fox cameras. Like, it was great. Oh wow, well, that's a great story. It, it, yeah, that, when you think of the matchup, like of of demand of tickets, sometimes you may have one team in there that is the big, you know, the hot ticket sell. But when you have Packers Steelers, and if I do remember, Mike, there were uh, it was a little slight edge to the Steeler fans. Yeah, for the for uh, at least the, for the amount of noise that they made in the stadium, which was something that I was surprised about coming from Wisconsin, knowing all of the Packer fans and how far it reaches. But yeah, I thought the Steelers had the edge. Yeah, that was one hell of a game. Black-eyed peas with Usher and Slash on the halftime. Oh. I know it was funny because they always and try that to keep a, a not, little. That was not a good uh, with the black-eyed peas. See, I yeah, had I fun with fan. it. Yeah, it worked for me. I don't know that it worked so well on TV. Like, it was much maligned for that. But, uh, you know, I actually flew out on the same plane as Slash, so I knew something. Oh, was nice. We chatted for a minute. Like, nice. Oh, so, uh, what, Sweet Child? Because I knew Fergie had done Sweet Child of Mine before. I'm like, so that's part of the set, huh? <laughs> it's like, I, I couldn't, I wish I'd gone and made some bets. But I felt like I had inside information. So I As did. long as it wasn't Paradise City, you're good with, right? No, that's right. Paradise City just goes on too long. <laughs> Especially, you know, closing out a concert, it they drag it out, and hey, it's great to have the fireworks and the banner, you know, the the streamers come flying out, and all of that's all fine and good. But, you know, get on, give me another song. <laughs> I love the radio edit. It's just all of a sudden. You know, it, it doesn't go on as long, so that may be better for you. But the radio edit in Paradise City is so sudden. Boom. Down, 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 down. <laughs> no, that's actually Sweet Child of Mine, but well, the point know, being. Yeah. You get to that, that hard end to it, which is yeah. which is tough because most of the songs I like are longer. And, and I respect it for what it is, right? Start out slow, get everybody moving, and then you hit the, the hard rocking part, and then... The end just drags on. It's like, just just end it already. I'm sorry. I, I love oh. my, my guns, but what are you going to do? Hey, Tiger and Phil are thinking about getting it back together, Dan. I think you and I need to get into that coming up next year. Let's it's Fox it. Sports Radio, Smith Show with Harmon on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Greetings, welcome in, hour two of the program. Come on in, if you will. Got to get a little Gene Okerlund in because it is WrestleMania week. Still excited about it. A lot of, yeah, there it is. Led down the aisle by his manager, classy Freddie Blassie. Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to keep going back to the 80s. (laughs) Got to learn some of the new man. They got to have more managers. More guys in suits running around. Mike Harmon, Dan Byron for Jason Smith tonight. How's the game coming along, Dan? Which one are you focused on right now? Well, one of them's at commercial. So so we've got uh, the Packers and Steelers at commercial, but 
under three minutes to go in L.A., and it looks like Chris Conley just got into the end zone for the Chiefs. Now, I can do play-by-play since this game happened 16 months ago, so I'm not worried about that, but the Chiefs have just <laughs> taken a three-point lead on the Rams with an extra point coming to make it a four-point lead with 247 left to go. Well, I tell you, you look at Andrew Reed. We just watched the evolution of a man uh, on that field. Remember the kick-pass-punt competition that he was a part of? You know it's always at every broad broadcast of a Chiefs game. Uh, I just tweeted it out uh, at Swollen Dome on Twitter, Dan, because, well, there it was. Uh, And a beautiful play call here. Patrick Mahomes, flat-footed, tosses it to Conley, who walks in uh, for the touchdown. Just put his finger in the air, one up, going, there you go, and one. Did I ever tell you about the time I got cheated at a punt, pass, and kick contest? You got cheated. Wait, this is this is a new story. We've got a lot of story time, you and I, in our years together here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, long tenures for both of us. Uh, knock wood that they continue. Uh, but I don't know this story. Please. Yeah, just I'll, I'll try to do it as quickly as I, as I can. Won my hometown's competition, and my results were good enough to go to a regional competition. Oh, nice. In Shell Lake, Wisconsin. So Where's there was Shell Lake? Shell Lake, Wisconsin is kind of west northwest wisconsin it's uh yeah that's probably the best place to put it west northwest if you will that's where shell lake was but it was a good like two three hour drive for us to get there showed up early in the morning and they weren't spotting my throws and kicks in the proper spot oh i no. ended up taking third you know the hometown measurements at 9 a.m oh, in the morning no. yeah yeah there was uh there was quite controversy there's quite a bit of controversy there was nothing that could be done about it but uh there's a there is a regional punt pass and kick competition trophy that should have had my name on it i could print one up for you <laughs> Just like the championship yeah. belts that everybody's got in their house now. Please do, yeah, that would be great. I think it, you know, nineteen eighty-seven. I okay, think it was about 87. the time eighty-seven or eighty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can find one on eBay. We'll just fashion a new nameplate. <laughs> uh, as we roll. What the was real. the strength? Was it the arm? Was it the leg? What, what are we it, talking? It about? wasn't the arm. It was it was the leg. It was the punting and the kicking that were that were the real strength. Yeah. So power. I mean, going from the the quads and the core. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yep, that's where it was. But they, it didn't matter because they weren't marking them when they where they fell. They were they were taking distance away from me. As you could tell, it's stuck in you know stuck in my craw for a good thirty three years. So why not bring it up on a national radio show when there's no other sports going on? This is it was destined to come out at this time. Well, you know what? You got to take a deep breath, and now is the time for those stories to be told. Uh, now is the time to get that blog or fire up a camera uh, as well and tell your tale. Hey, we hey we may have punt, pass, and kick with uh, players if if we don't get a season. You know what? Up. I think that would be kind of fun, <laughs> right? Just have them instead of doing the passing competitions or like they do at, at Pro Bowl weekend, just make them do yeah, punt, pass, and kick. Most accurate. You get dinged if you're not as accurate. You mo- you take it away from the length. Yeah. Is this one where I can get Marquette King back into a festivity because he can kick it a long way? <laughs> sure, that's he just true. wasn't accurate. That's true. And, yeah, and that, that's going to hurt you, though. Shane Leckler at like 97 years old comes out and he can <laughs> dominate it all. <laughs> oh man! By the way, they also have those those crappy plastic tees that you had you you got to kick off of you know for the kickoff. Oh sure. Not yeah. Those. Oh man, those were the days. Tough times anyway. for a young Dan Byer. 
still sticking in his craw because that is a Midwest term. I don't, you don't get yeah, that out here in California. No, right you now. don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Sounds I appreciate like, that. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I don't know if it'll be pay-per-view worthy, but uh, maybe people would watch NFL punt, pass, and kick. Buddy, if there's stars on there, because what I keep saying, all of these things are going to end up on cable, let them curse. I mean, obviously, we can't do that with any of the clips or you and I going back and forth here on Fox Sports Radio. It's not good. The FCC comes down on us, but you're on cable television, right? We had the Madden Invitational yesterday on FS1. Curse away. Yell at your teammate if he blows it. Uh, we're going to get talk to Kurt Heelan in a little while uh, where they've got an NBA 16-man tournament in the offing but one thing you and i are paying attention to as well because we love the spirit of competition and having done the sunday show together here on fox sports radio we watched a lot of big golf tournaments together uh and a lot of tiger woods phil mickelson talk through those years and now we're talking about phil tiger part two everybody photoshopping the tiger king promotional stills uh with their heads in very very scary Photoshop jobs being done, but golf seems to be the one game. And I know there's a lot of petitions from country clubs across this great land of ours to get back in action that social distancing can still take place. But this one looks like it's getting a little bit of momentum. There was, first of all, the first run of it was a fiasco in terms of how the pay-per-view was run. Remember that they were going to charge and then people were being blocked out. So they just let everybody have it for free. I actually paid for it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, did did you get a refund? Because I paid for it as well. I got a refund. I did get a refund because I called them up and said, hey, everybody got this for free. So they did credit my account. But that was a fiasco. What was also a fiasco, what people forget, is how bad it was with Tiger Woods being mic'd up. Like we know that Phil's going to be Phil and Phil has this, you know, flair for the dramatic and loves to play things up and always knows when a camera's on. Tiger also knows when a camera's on, but it's the exact opposite. And that's what's so crazy to think of for me is, aside from the pay-per-view fiasco, which I'm sure they could figure out, the real problem was that Tiger wasn't loose enough to just to kind of you know have at it with phil there was a point where they tried to do a bet with each other and it was turned down that was the whole reason that you were were there there. sure yeah i mean they all have silly you know funny money anyway for the amount that they have so that was the the whole point of doing it the golf actually turned out great at the end because they they ran out of daylight if you don't remember like they they had to do a makeshift 18th 19th hole basically where they were chipping from the clubhouse to a green and that's how they ended up finishing up so you had all of these different things but the two lasting stories from the first time it, it came out was that the the pay-per-view was a complete failure and that tiger didn't provide anything so you've got to figure out those two things it's like okay we could figure out the pay-per-view thing but when you have the two biggest names in golf how do we make it exciting well then you add other big names and that's what it seems to be that what they are doing right this is i you have the opportunity from the announcer standpoint or even if you expand it to a foursome creatively yeah. or whatever it becomes. But is Tiger Woods a different enough guy 18 months later? No, no, he's not going to he's not going to change at all. But that's why you bring in the other guys. And Robert Lucetich long t- covered golf for a long time, uh, spent time at Fox Sports. And he had the report that 
it is going to be that there's talk. There's talk that it's going to be a pay-per-view involving Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. And now his report said Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. There are others that think that maybe Tony Romo would be in play instead of Brady, just because Brady would obviously have his season. But the point being is you would have those two guys there to try to spice it up. Now, I actually think Romo would probably be better in the talking aspect than a Tom Brady would. Sure. But again, are you trying to bring in eyes, you know, via the, the pay-per-views? Are you trying to make a, a pretty good, you know, a, a in entertaining broadcast? What are you trying to do? You're trying to make it a good competition. You have to weigh all of those things. But those guys actually are being brought in and Peyton's being brought in to try to bring in more fans. But also you gotta have somebody make up for Tiger because Tiger doesn't give you anything that that you really want to use or that is authentic when the camera's on, and that's the issue. Got to have a little bit more of that creativity, but it's like we were talking about before with trying to cast someone to be part of a broadcast team. That authenticity works in in spurts for some, right? They get those 10 seconds, or maybe they're good as a radio interview 10 minutes here, but then Mm -hmm. it becomes a three- to four-hour thing of, Eh, maybe not. And for Peyton Manning, he's been brilliant scripted. I still think he's going to be in a front office. So any of the outwardly uh, these discussions of either getting him in a booth or maybe even an event like this, I could see him running some smack talk. I mean, oh, yeah, like absolutely. he and Brad Paisley uh, do some pretty, pretty good stuff. I'd love to see the cuts from those ads uh, that don't make it to air. You would also have great stories that would be able to be told. And, and I'll admit, I, I purchased the ESPN Plus when the sports shut down, and I watched a bunch of the Peyton Places episodes. And they're they're magnificent. They're, they're all really well done with Peyton being the center of attention. And I think that he, like Phil Mickelson, you know, would get something like that, understands what it's all about and would be able to to help carry a broadcast. But it's so funny because, Mike, no one's going to watch if Tiger's name isn't on the pay-per-view. Sorry, if you had Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy, uh, Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka, it's not going to be the draw. It, it really isn't. I actually, at that press conference that, that I told you about, uh, we talked about earlier, this was that was the night of this Rams-Chiefs game, I jokingly asked them, I said, was there any consideration to putting this event being called Phil versus Tiger the match because it was Tiger versus Phil the match and you know Phil Phil jokingly responding goes that was my first loss because you knew that Tiger's name had to be first oh absolutely but yeah yeah like there's there's no doubt about that but the, the, to, to have something go off like this and to have the excitement and and the uh, just the entertainment value of the two you actually have to have somebody there to compensate for Tiger Woods in that aspect otherwise you're just going to end up getting a, a boring broadcast because he's not going to bring anything well that's it we now have him with an ifb and Nealon and spade feed him lines <laughs> i'm not even sure that could help I'm, I, whatever we oh, say man. you got to say tiger it's our words not yours <laughs> that, that, that it's an option and it may be better than what the you know the alternative could be but heck you bring in romo and manning and and have mickelson and tiger there and i don't know how they would break up the teams because you know Tony's pretty good uh, and I don't think Peyton's to his level so you'd have to figure out some way to do it if you're doing team wise but you know it'd be interesting I think it would be fun I think it would bring people in to uh to at least you know check it out and be curious because isn't that what it's all about was it you know just be the the curiosity factor is what's going to bring you in no that's just it the curiosity the smack talking 
the live betting opportunity? Because let's face it, right now, because if you could pull this off before everybody else is able to ramp back up, right? Because that's the thing we know, regardless. And we'll talk to uh, our, our man, Kurt Heelan, here uh, from NBCSports.com in just a minute. But when you're talking about the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, there's going to be a ramping up period. Not to say that Phil and Tiger wouldn't need some, but this is something you could put together pretty fast, right? And if you do it quickly and not wait till Thanksgiving, <laughs> maybe this is part of why Tony Romo got a huge contract. You know what? You're going to do some other things uh, for us. So well, don't, don't even make it a pay-per-view. Just make it the highest rated sports yeah. live show that you can put together until everything is back in, quote, normal. And you're not going to be able to have fans really in attendance. Right. The only fans that were in attendance were, I, I had special tickets, I believe, for the event. And you also have to remember that you're not going to bring in a bunch of people because all of the action is going to be on one hole. So you don't want to take a thousand people and move them throughout a golf course. I mean, heck, you could do it with, you know, you could do it with 50 people, make it a lot easier. You just have a bunch of cameras and have the guys mic'd up. And honestly, I mean, maybe, maybe it even would make them looser of not realizing that they're even though you'd be mic'd up you would know that you'd be talking to an audience but not actually not seeing an audience may actually help them loosen up a bit just tell them all that they're john cena you can't yeah, see you me <laughs> you, can't. you can't see me i knew it was coming <laughs> there it is john cena who's been back on our televisions once again movie star tv star uh and back in the ring gave us a great promo uh, on SmackDown on Fox a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, we, we try to tie it all up in a nice bow there, Dan, uh, and we'll continue to do that. If this is I, I'm fascinated to see what it would do ratings-wise and if we're talking about betting handle, if it's the only thing on the board. Because I think otherwise, the only thing live we've got, there's still some racetracks open nationwide and worldwide, and we've got soccer in Belarus. I think that's it. Uh, all right. Everything else is in operation shutdown. He's Dan Byer at Dan Byer on Fox, where you find him Sundays, 2 to 5 Pacific time here on Fox Sports Radio, and then Monday through Friday, 12 to 3, uh, as part of the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance, and it's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. So go to geico.com, get a quote, see how much you can save. It's geico.com. Easy. Coming up next, Kurt Heelan. Where are we headed with the NBA and how much is, have his video game skills increased? Could he be part of the field of 16? We'll discuss all that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith tonight. At Dan Byer on Fox is where you find him on Twitter. At Byergrams on Instagram. And that sweet office photo that you put up has everybody thinking about matchups 
thinking about scheduling, Dan Byer. You've got everybody. You, you waited the appetites of America. I, I will say this. I, I, I am very proud of the mini helmets because it's something that I, I love to collect and was able to, within the last year, you know, be able to lock up every NFL team. Although, as I've told you and, and those that may not know, I tried to collect the NFL of the 80s first and then was able to expand. So just took a picture with the helmets there and just said, hey, if you have any requests of any matchups, I'd be happy to oblige. I'd have to wait till till we take a break. But if you wanted any helmet matchups going head to head, hey, I'm more than happy to uh, to wet that appetite. Well, and eventually you're going to smash them together so they've got war marks. Just <laughs> just like monday night football oh man when those helmets collided you knew you were in for a good one oh a donnie brook no question about it as the explosion occurred hey let's head out to the hotline dan uh we've got a friend of the show lead nba writer and the managing editor at nbcsports.com our buddy kurt Heelan. you can find him on twitter at basketball talk kurt how we holding up buddy what's going on Oh, hey, I'm holding up pretty good. I mean, you know, look, I'm I work from home largely anyway. You know, going to games and stuff, but I, I spend a lot of time working from home. So that part of it's all good. It's it's different doing it with like three pent up stir crazy kids in the house. But you know, aside that, it's, it's not a huge huge change for me. And then we're doing okay. We're all healthy, so that's what matters. So you're teaching them to weave while they're hanging out, or I mean, what what kind of uh, implements? You know, are we are we working off the NBA courts? Uh, I, I have three teenage, well, two teenage and a preteen daughter. I don't get to teach them anything anymore. Like, oh. Just keeping them out of, like, getting them off their phones for 10 minutes to walk the dogs is now, is like a goal now. <laughs> well, you got to start small, right, and build <laughs> <Yeah>. from there. <laughs> my, my, look, what am I, I got, well, two of them, but one daughter in particular plays travel soccer, and, and like, you, you got to start running the dog and doing some running, because... You're going to be like the NBA rookies who are sitting around their house playing Xbox all day right now. And they're going to come back and have to play and be like just pulling hamstring. Oh, man. Hey, what? I know life is crazy at home, but it's got to be even crazier in tracking down NBA stories when there are <laughs> yeah. no NBA games going on. And it's not like it's an off season. What really has that been like? Is it basically just trying to find out if we're going to have a season or not? Is that what these last two or three weeks have been? A lot of that, a lot of talking. You know, we we did a uh, a mock expansion draft for fun uh, the first week. Um, it was kind of a thought experiment that was entertaining. You know, we had a good time with that. Um, but it's been a lot of that and talking to people about what might if scenarios. And uh, hopefully, I'll have a story later this week. I think that the you know knock on wood, everything comes together. Um, talking about talking about just like what kind of ramp up there needs to be, which is one of the interesting topics. Which is like I was saying, you know, guys coming back with injuries. Trainers are kind of like, man, we can't go zero to a hundred. Like, you can't jump if you jump straight to the playoffs. There's got to be some sort of training camp slash warm ups, or you're you're risking a lot. So we've got Steve Kerr, Jeff Van Gundy, among others, more or less predicting, hey, the regular season's done. You mentioned the rookies yeah. sitting on their couch and everybody sitting on their giant stack of Zion Williamson rookie cards, going, no. Because <laughs> I need him on the court. Uh, but when it gets down to it, is would you think, you know, from what you're hearing, that that's more the likelihood of, hey, we're ramping up, but it's more some version of a playoffs? It's evolving towards that, I think, a little bit. Look, there was there is a real desire to play some regular season games. A, like I said, you don't want to just go straight from the couch, you know, to or even a training camp to playoff level basketball. Sure. And, and hey, LeBron, go play forty two minutes. Like, like you, 
they want some games in there. Um, but it's less and less likely that that's, I mean, you're talking about now starting the game somewhere um, in a, you know, the term they're using is in a bubble, but essentially sequestering teams somewhere, you know, whether it's Las Vegas or Orlando or where, you know, I'm, I'm sure Craig, I hear Chris Paul, and, well, I don't know Chris Paul, I'm assuming it's Chris Paul. Somebody's pushing for the Bahamas. Oh, nice. I think that's the players. You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the, <laughs> the banana boat crew lives. Yeah, um, but you know what? However, this is going, um, wherever they end up doing this, or multiple places they end up doing this, they're trying to create a bubble. If you do that with every NBA team, if you say, "Hey, Warriors, you got to come back and play you know, five games or whatever it is," now you've got to put in, in your Vegas hotel 450-ish players plus, you know, maybe a few less than that, but 400 and something players. Plus the coaches, plus the training staff, plus the you know um, equipment managers, and on down the line. Even if you strip all those numbers down, you're telling me you can maintain that bubble. Like it gets easier if you can strip. If you go down to 16 teams, that's still a lot of people, but it gets a lot easier because you don't have the guys who are just out there. And by the way, aren't really playing for anything. If I'm if I'm on the Warriors or something, I mean, what am I getting out of those five games? You know, the, the issue that, that I'm now battling, because you see a bunch of different things. We hear now maybe a best-of-three series could yep. determine the playoffs. What, what is the reason for trying to cram this thing in? Is it is it to and, – and I'm just – because I'm trying to figure it out myself. I'm trying to figure out, is it to put something on TV when nothing else can get going? Is it because they want to have a champion? What is the reason that they want to cram this in anyway, anyhow? The, the, Part of it is just the the wanting to crown a champion, not not wanting the I don't, was it there was a different situation with a strike in baseball, and I want to say ninety four off the top of my yeah. head, but whatever yeah. year that was, um, they they don't want that no that there was no champion this year. They want to avoid that desperately, even if it means you know best of three, best of five type playoffs. Um, but part of this is the TV. Part of this is simply comes back to TV money, like. For ABC, ESPN, and TNT, they make a they make a chunk of their ad money. You know the postseason and and uh, you know finals and stuff. They want to they want to help them get that on. And if, by the way, I think you're spot on. Look, if that's the only thing on, or if that's one of the first things back, the ratings are going to be great because there's actual meaning there. I mean, baseball may be able to start up, but that's still going to be part of a longish season. However, they're going to run it out. You're going to jump really quickly into meaningful games, and I think that would draw a lot of eyeballs, and they know it. He's Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer, managing editor at NBCSports.com, at Basketball Talk on Twitter. Last one for me, Kurt. Uh, how much of this is a LeBron James having an MVP-like season? The Lakers are relevant once again, and since he stirs the drink, uh, that invisible hands are trying to guide it, saying, don't go giving up this season that I've just killed myself for. I think that there is um, – look, are, is, are you suggesting LeBron could wield some clout? Just a um, wee bit. <laughs> yeah. In between uh, TikTok videos, yeah. Uh, but beyond, beyond any of that, the league realizes that the Lakers in the conference finals and finals, a, a, a Lakers-Clippers, even though that's just one market, conference finals is going to get ratings. Like, there's going to be – a real dynamic there. So, like, and then you put Giannis, you know, in theory, probably, I mean, probably the best team. If not, if they get knocked off, it's probably by Boston, which is another major market and a big fan base. So they realize that they are on cap for 
major market finals this year and and major stars, and that's part of it. Like, man, again, you just you're trying to help yeah. those your television part uh, broadcast partners, as the NBA would put it, uh, out, and you've got to find a way to make everybody whole as much as you can out of this. Yeah, I, I actually I, I said this much yesterday. If you had Milwaukee, Toronto. And the Jazz and Thunder atop the Western Conference, I'm not sure we're seeing the push that we are to yeah. try to get this thing going again. I, I, I think I, that there's some validity to that. I mean, the, the fact that, look, it's LeBron and the Lakers and Kawhi and the Clippers and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks and Jason Tatum and, the, and everybody in the Celtics, that, that those are your – I mean, Toronto could argue to be in there or something, and, but the, the, those are you probably your four best teams or the top two in each conference. Man, that's that's some big markets mm-hmm. and big ratings. Fantastic stuff. He's Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer, managing editor over at NBCSports.com. Find him on Twitter at Basketball Talk. Kurt, thanks for taking a few minutes out tonight. Now go uh, try to get the kids to walk the dog one more time, uh, and you know, find a little bit of a. Uh, quality time there maybe uh some old football games or basketball games to watch uh, once again I, I i haven't watched tiger king yet i'm debating whether to jump into that yeah i did it uh every five minutes you will pause and say what am i doing with my life and then without thinking about it you'll hit play again <laughs> i thought probably I thought, about right i thought kurt would be watching old newcastle united matches from the mid-1990s oh. to, to fill time <laughs> If I could, if there was like an Alan Shearer channel I could put on, I would have it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, give it another week or two. All of that will be unearthed, my friend. Oh, take care, Kurt. That was good stuff, uh, and I, I like that on the out there, Dan. Uh, getting it in the the global perspective, well, as it were. You know. A few years back, I was told you should really get into Premier League soccer by someone that used to work at Fox, and so I said, "You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make an effort to get into it." And I started to, and I had to pick a team. And so you look down and up and down the, you know, the league that year, the 20 clubs that were in, and and I was down to a couple, and I said, "I'm going to pick Newcastle United. That's going to be my squad." And Kurt Heelan is the only guy that I follow on Twitter that even remotely, you know, follows. What Newcastle United does, and he's a big fan, so that's how come I know about it. But he's the only guy that I know that actually follows the soccer club that I just randomly picked a few years ago. See how it all comes together yeah. just like that. Absolutely, See, I, I got used to it on the Sunday mornings. I was watching a lot of soccer here, Dan. Yeah, you and I watched too bad, a lot between it? that and golf. No, it's not. And with my daughter being immersed in it as deeply as she is with her club team that she's running around with, uh, it's all soccer all the time. Dad, watch this. Watch this play. Come here. It, it's great. And then I say, this is Patrick Mahomes. Let's watch him. And then I say, here's Mitchell Trubisky. Watch what he does. And then oh, she sure laughs she at me. Yeah. As soon as she sees the logo, she goes, it's hard, isn't it? I go, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it is, kid. Sometimes it is. Uh, but also, that's like, well, playing a video game, which evidently 16 guys are going to do later on this week. We get into that one, Dan, next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. As we come to you live from the Geico Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. You can go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy, easier. Uh, so, Dan, the NBA, we are going to get players uh, rolling it up on NBA 2K come Friday. 16 is a 16 man tournament. <laughs> this is 
There is the iRacing for NASCAR that they they aired on Fox Sports One the last couple of yeah. weeks has been spectacular. I mean, it's 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 amazing on on how realistic it looks, but it's actual guys racing. Yes, like 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 they're, like they're not they don't have a controller in their hand and are are throwing ninety mile per hour you know fastballs <laughs> like you would on MLB the Show. They're actually driving the car the simulated car that you have on there these guys aren't shooting hoops it's not like james harden's dribbling you know on a green screen and he's going to appear in the video game they're actually playing the video game which to me has absolutely no interest whatsoever i don't have any interest in this the racing i'll watch it because guys are actually driving and doing their thing but this just to say like hey james harden's playing a video game i am not tuning in to watch that again this only only works for me as if they're cursing at each other I don't even. I yeah. Because I, I if it's smack talking, look, one of the great treats in, in my life, one one event I got to go to, and we talked about the Super Bowl before, was when I was working at Yahoo many years ago, right after Mark Cuban uh, got his three billion dollars for uh, the audio side of things that Yahoo had bought. Uh, we still had a connection with him, right? There was still some crossover stuff, and he was still pretty active in where that was headed, and they would pick his brain from time to time. And I was going to Dallas to for for a family visit and just reached out because the Sixers were going to be in town. And they got they're like, yeah, we got you a couple of tickets. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me know what I – nah, you're good. And I go to pick them up, and it says – office of the commissioner on the envelope and it says enjoy the game and it just had a, a scribble and i'm like i have no idea who it's from uh they ended up being right by the family uh courtside <laughs> and this was alan iverson's first game back after having some elbow issues and they just hammered the hell out of his arm anytime he got into the lane oh my and, goodness and you are courtside and you're hearing everything you think you yeah. know smack talk no, no, no. So everybody, if you can afford to, just start putting a buck a week in a jar and eventually buy yourselves courtside. <laughs> you will never laugh so hard as to the attempts to get into each other's heads, and you'll have a new respect for how much garbage the officials take during a game before they tee somebody up. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things that you have to pay for. Like I've always said, you have to go to Augusta National. If you're a golf fan, you have to go to the Masters at least once in your life. It's worth it. Courtside seats to an NBA game now is another must. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. And look, it's the that would have been your guy Jimmy Jackson uh running running around as well. All uh, right. On that right. squad. So it was back when the Triple J was getting after it. So uh good times. They 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 were few and far between, but they they, they did make a push, but yes. They were entertaining the to watch J when Ranch. they were actually on they the were. together. They were, they were for for a while. But yes, for a short uh, while, but they yeah. used up all their fouls that they could on Iverson. And there was one <laughs> play in particular as this game was coming down. It's kind of clearing out, so the crowd's not as loud anymore. And he gets hit, and Iverson just starts cursing. It's about bleepity 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 time. And the ref looks at me, and goes, "Look, I let you all night. I, I, everybody heard that one, so he had to tee him up. Like it was <laughs> it was the funniest exchange because he's like, "All right, yeah, you got me." <laughs> but because oh, one of those got a funny funny moments and one of my great memories uh, of live sporting events, which I hope we all get back to soon. So do what you're being told. 
be healthy, be safe, hang out, play some more video games, bust out the board games. Maybe you play Ticket to Ride and dominate your child like Jason Lockett-Fora told us earlier in the show that he did. Whatever it is, simulate a basketball season or dunk on an old Nerf rim like Dan and I are probably want to do a little later on tonight. Ah, so from that, we move forward because, well, we got to give you that final four fix in a way only we can do here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Dan Byron for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. Come on back here. It's Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith tonight. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Geico Studios. We're having some fun. And when we get the family together, I mean, Dan's family, Alex and Kevin and Ralph, Laura in the back editing, we're, we're a big family here. And even though we're practicing our social distancing, we can still play some games, Dan. Yeah, we could get everybody together, and just because if we're a family doesn't mean that we don't fight. We feud! Yeah! Yes, let's get the Fox family together, made up tonight of Mike Harmon, Kevin O'Connell, Alex Teichert, oh! and Ralph Irvin. Guys, top eight answers on the board. You have three strikes, and then the most coveted pass, which reveals an answer. It allows you to move along in the game. However, the pass can only be used by one player, and once it's used, no one else can use it. Top eight answers on the board. And right now, if if the sports world, if the world was, was just normal, we would be talking about a Final Four. What I want to know, guys, with these top eight answers on the board, the cities or metro areas that have hosted the multiple Final Fours since 1985. That was when the tournament expanded to 64 teams. Now we're at 68, but there are eight metropolitan areas, American cities, that have hosted multiple Final Fours since 1985. I want to know the eight that have done so. Mike Harmon, we start out with you. I'm going to go with uh, Minneapolis. Well, the Twin Cities is quite a great city, combination of cities with Minneapolis and St. Paul. Show me Minneapolis. There it is, three times since 1985, including Duke's back-to-back year in 1992. So the uh, Blue Devils feeling at home. They also won, I believe, another national championship there in 2001. Let's go over to Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, we're looking at cities that have hosted multiple Final Fours since 1985. All right, let's go with uh, Tempe on this one. Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. They were the home to the 2017 Final Four. It was actually in Glendale, Arizona. At the, uh, the Now what was it? State Farm Stadium. Is it the Phoenix Metro area? No, no. Only one under their belt for the Final Four. It's a good guess, Kevin, in his inaugural attempt with the uh, Fox family. Let's go over to the Big A, Alex Tyshirt. 
Dan, you know this is where I shine. Is doing I know. all these different type of <laughs> yeah, events, buddy. especially cities for Final Four events and <laughs> naming star players like Gronkowski. Gronkowski, um, this Come probably on, is nation. Help him out. Oh gosh, you know I think this is probably totally incorrect, but I'm gonna go with Vegas, Dan. I don't even know if that qualifies, but <laughs> I love let's it. Try it anyways. Oh, you might as well call it Lost Vegas. Uh, is it Las Vegas? No, no, no. two strikes over the to Ralph wins Urban. again. This is an example of how one player can destroy an entire matchup. Wow, just saying. Just saying. I'm gonna so, Ralph, go, you're gonna get wrong too. Then that was just hateful. I'm full of hate. Yes, I'm going personal. Where my, where my alma mater won their last title in a building that no longer exists. I'm gonna say Seattle, Washington. Show me Seattle. Yes, in the kingdom, 1995, they had a final four there. All right, let's move it along to Mike Harmon. Indianapolis. 89, there was another one. You have Indianapolis. Oh, show me, Indy. Number one answer. Mike six times Indianapolis since 1985 has hosted a final four. Back around to Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, there is a pass still available if you would like. Oh, no, no. No pass no. for me. Let's go down to the, yeah. Yeah, the great state of Louisiana and New Orleans. Yeah, oh, good answer. Right. Good answer. Show me Nolens. Yeah, four times. Way to go, Kevin. Game Let's is go. still alive. Let's go, Big A. And you know what, Ralph? I'm not going to be the one that destroys this. I'm not going to use the pass. I'm going to Rob Parker's Magic City and saying Atlanta on this one. Oh, that's yeah. where it should have been this year. Show me Atlanta. Let's go. Yes. All go. right. All right. Down to three more answers. Cities that have hosted multiple Final Fours since 1985. Ralph Irvin. Got to be. It's got to be a dome. I'm going to go San Antonio. Show me San Antonio. Let's go. Yes, there's two left. Mike Harden. Houston. Show me Houston. Let's go. Yes, Kevin, it's Kevin. up to you. Uh, da, da, da. Let's go with Seattle. Seattle's one. Already they've set. already been up. They've oh. already been used. Oh, so close. Pass. <laughs> Dallas. We need a there Dallas. You go. Tom Brady talk next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Greetings, come on in. Second half of the show begins. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I am Mike Harmon. Uh, Smith out tonight. You can catch him on the Dan Patrick Show tomorrow, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 in the east. Uh, and then he'll be back tomorrow night for me to yell and mock at it, mock him for four hours, uh, in, including, well, some of the games he missed today. Uh, and he would have had to play the feud. We would have yelled at him for missing an answer because he would have done something about <laughs> Syracuse. The laugh you hear is Dan Byer in for Jason tonight. Uh, my tag team partner for a long time here on Fox Sports Radio Sundays. Host in his own right Sunday afternoons 2 to 5 on the, the big dial as well as a member of the Doug Gottlieb show 12 to 3 Pacific time here on Fox Sports Radio. Catch Dan getting it done there. Dan, how we feeling? So far so good. Are you putting in the, in the breaks? What are we doing? You know, we're hanging out. We're rotating the changing the channels rotating the channels i like that i don't know what i'm rotating tires channels i'm feeling maddening (laughs) the quarantine has gotten to me i'm not changing channels i'm not rotating channels. go 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 like you've been watching nascar how-to videos of being a pit crew member (laughs) that would damn it i went 12 seconds i was too long 
That's good work. And that's the only thing with those eye racing things. Like the pit stuff is just automatic. It's the only kind of like not realistic thing no. on those eye racing. But otherwise, it's magnificent. It's but been no. done really well. Uh, you can it catch really that each been. and every week for the rest of the season. It's been picked up. They had almost a million viewers for the first showing of it last week. Uh, and they're improving the different components of it every week. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it really is great. But tonight, just just hanging out, enjoying the uh, the night, hanging out with you, and just so close to that feud victory. Just one, what a great spurt at the end by the Fox family. However, we just came up one answer short. What we were, we're missing Dallas was seconds. the last one we were missing. Yes, right? and it was in two separate places. In fact, it was an '86 Louisville one in Dallas, and then in uh, 2014 uh, the. Final Four ended up, uh, yeah, taking place uh, in Dallas, and that was, uh, but that was at Jerry's World. So that's why we said metropolitan area to make it, because there's places that aren't in cities anymore. So, but it's, it's fun yeah. watching it dance around the dial, and if you you go all the way back to when the championships were started, they used to play at Patton Gym, which is a musty old, dirty gym on the Northwestern campus. It's, I mean, it's if you want to go really far back there, Dan. Well, you know, and I'll say because it is Final Four week. I mean, and we would be getting ready for a Final Four in Atlanta where you'd put the court in the middle of the football stadium and have 60 to 70,000. It's just, tell you what, that setup is not realistic. When you had it like in the, in the, in an end zone in a dome where you could get 40 to 45,000, it was still packed on championship night. But I've been to a few Final Fours both in domes and both in the stadium. And on championship night in the, in the 60 to 70, you know, where you're you're trying to fill in 70,000 people, you're not filling it up, and there's not a good seat in the house. I think the college basketball should go back to setting things up where it's just uh, a little bit, you know, you still have the big stadiums, but you put it into an end zone and you you close it in and sell forty to 50,000 because then it still feels like it's a jam-packed arena. Do it like you do for concerts, right? Put the big yeah. black tarp up, section it off, and go from there. I mean, it just cleans it up. Makes it a better well, environment and and makes it easily accessible. You know, one of the, one of the funny things is when they were talking about early when they didn't know if they should still have an NCAA tournament when the NCAA was trying to make that decision. The talk was well, one of the options was let's put sixteen teams, let's get sixteen top schools, let's maybe play a five-day tournament in Atlanta at State Farm Arena, which is practically next door to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's where the, where the Hawks end up playing and having a, you know, a, to stage a tournament there to determine a national champion. And I don't know how many people would, would have been against that if you could have done it, you know, with all the health-wise. But, I mean, 1996 was the last time that a Final Four was held in an actual arena. That was the Meadowlands when Kentucky beat Syracuse. Sorry, there's your Syracuse reference. But I'm not sure that, yeah, I'm not sure that there there wouldn't be you know too many people against that. I mean, the price of the tickets would be through the roof if you only had twenty thousand seats for that national championship game, which is the opposite when you have to try to fill it with seventy thousand. No, and that becomes the the question, though. It's it's all about disposable income and making choices with how, how you're spending your money. Obviously, for many people right now, uh, a difficult thing. Our good thoughts with you that businesses get back to a new normal as soon as possible, that you can continue uh, working as you do. If you're on the front lines, folks going to and from hospitals and, and different services in the medical sector and the medical field, uh, are all our thoughts and prayers there for those that are driving trucks, those stocking shelves, checking us out and dealing with the nonsense uh, of some customers uh, in the checkout lines. Uh, we appreciate you, and hopefully you felt that during this. I know uh, 
it'll it'll dissipate because well eventually that normal comes back too because let's call it what it is <laughs> human nature is what it is but for the moment uh it's recognized and hopefully long term it is uh as well no question about that uh in terms of trying to to find jobs uh, we know Tom Brady, well, he found his. He's going into Tampa. Jason Light was on ESPN this morning. Says, hey, Brady's arm strength hasn't d- diminished. But he also talked about the fact that Brady more or less had himself a presentation to sell himself. And I wonder if it sounded a little something like this, Dan. I like sports. I could do something in sports. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. In what capacity? <laughs> You know, like the general manager of a baseball team. Yeah, well, that, that can be tough to get. Well, it doesn't even have to be the general manager. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are... You know, in broadcasting. Well, that's really not fair. I know. See, there you go. See, that was more my resume and video resume that would go out. But the idea, you know, whatever. You, you want, you, everybody's watching what they want to watch. I just keep watching Seinfeld. It's kept me safe for 25 <laughs> years and it's not going to stop. But just the idea of Tom Brady needing to pitch himself. And we'd heard there were very few teams. There was a lot of smoke out there. These people are interesting, interested. And you could do it for a lot of the teams from a football perspective where it made sense. Right? Certainly him coming to the Chargers made sense. Going to Indianapolis made sense. All from football perspectives. When you start adding all the other matters in, maybe not so much. But in the end, we know it was the Chargers and the Buccaneers, or at least that's what we're led to believe, that there were no other suitors. But to hear that Brady pretty much had to come to the table with a PowerPoint and here's what I can do for you, let me put you into this number 12 uniform, uh, is is something – I don't know that Jason Light was supposed to talk about that. Well, you know, and, and in fairness, uh, I think Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times had said as much in a piece last week that it was – that it was more of a role reversal in who was interviewing who. And, sure. and what, what, what I find unique just about this is when there are so few limited options, you would think that the Buccaneers wouldn't have to allow this to happen. But then you have to realize the situation that the Buccaneers are in, that they couldn't take any chances, that this was the this was the once in a lifetime, the you're not going to believe, oh my gosh, we're still in this opportunity. And the last thing that you want to do is get greedy. And really, what you know, what were going to be their other options since they had already decided to basically move on from Jameis Winston? He wasn't likely coming back. And now, like, if you're if you're the Buccaneers, yeah, you think you have leverage, but you just have to realize where the organization has been, where that fan base has been, and the the lack of I could say growing fan base of wanting to get people in the seats. They couldn't mess this up, so it's almost one of those things where you're just like. Hey, all right, just, you know, whatever you need, we'll answer whatever questions. Thank you very much. But for as as few options that Tom Brady had, it's crazy to think that the Buccaneers were actually in a more desperate situation. And I think they were. Yeah, I think you look at, you only have a window with the type of talent they've assembled as well, right? Before all those guys need to get paid. 
We talk about the offensive weapons, but also defensively, they got a lot of young talent that are on their first deals. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can only work short term. And I think, I, and I've brought this up, and I, I don't know how you feel on this one, Dan. You're also looking at Bruce Arians. Is how long is he going to coach? Yeah, right, there's a guy yeah. that's had some health issues. Right, we we know that we know he loves the game and and wants to be around it. Remember when he was on uh, some of the Fox shows in that brief period when he didn't have employment and maybe was going to go into media. Uh, Bruce curses a little too much for uh, for network. Uh, he's, he's I think he's more a satellite guy, and I love him and I think he's great. I remember a couple of great uh, interviews with him years ago. Uh, and Jay Glazer tells us all of the conversation. A couple of times we've talked to Glazer on air, and he's referenced the fact that Arians is drinking behind him. He goes, so i got to watch what I say. I might get a glass at my head. But, like, in this particular instance, you know, you, you're looking at a two- to three-year window, and maybe it would have been an interesting challenge to try to, quote, fix Jameis Winston, but you're also looking at father time in so many different ways and the cost perspective of things. And maybe Bruce also was like, you know, I, I don't know how long I got and how much well, I want to keep doing this. Yeah, and, and I think that you actually have that same question in that same argument in Jason Light's position. Because when you're general when you're the general manager of the Buccaneers, and this is what your track record is two and fourteen, six and ten, nine and seven, five and eleven, five and eleven, and seven and nine, and now you've had your first overall pick, the guy that you draft to change the franchise, not return for a second contract, you also have to wonder, all right, how long do I have? And it, it's the same thing of, of, of not messing up. Like, it, for as bad as that was, and Mike, these were the finishes in the division, fourth, fourth, second, fourth, fourth, second. Like, that's, that's what Jason Light has on his resume as the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All of that would have been trumped by being the guy that didn't want Tom Brady or the guy that messed up the negotiations with Tom Brady. So even though Brady didn't have many options and maybe the Chargers were, were really the only team that were, were out there, the Buccaneers, yeah, to your point about Arians, everything else, they were still the franchise that had more to lose and they had more to lose by not getting Tom Brady in those talks. How about this one data point from the wonderful world of Tampa? You say, hey, Jameis not getting signed to a second contract. You realize they've never signed a quarterback they've drafted to a second contract? Trent Dilfer, uh, Vinny Testaverde. I mean, just think of their first round picks for quarterbacks. Wow. That's, yeah, so that's guys crazy. they've drafted all either were out of the league or went somewhere else and were never given a second deal. There's your random thought as to where we're at if you're a fan of the Buccaneers. By the way, uh, my folks are down in the greater Tampa area, so you know my dad's ready to uh, see what this becomes, although he really enjoyed chopping it up about Jameis Winston all these years. Uh, and the call that I had with my mom earlier today, you know, you check in, mom, dad, grandma. It's one of the things in all this process, folks. I always tell you, call mom anyway if you can. Call mom. Call grandma, call aunt, whoever. Uh, give them a few minutes. Let them vent. Uh, but my my mom was venting on the news because now they're the laughing stock in the greater Tampa area uh, for the mega church that still held services, and they have an arrest warrant out for the guy. Oh, jeez. Okay. So there you go. Did he's he still... cure coronavirus as well? Like, I do, I, everybody... Yeah. No, I don't think that he's cured it. <laughs> okay. I think well, he just well, thought that have. there there some was have... a shield there if you went oh. inside. 
Interesting. All right. Because some have, during their church services, have tried to uh, cure coronavirus. Well, I, I know someone was trying to sell something, what was it, maybe three weeks ago, that started to turn people blue. Oh, So you had that nice. working out for you, too. So if someone was turning into a Smurf in front of you, meant that they... Uh, <laughs> Well, they bought into that, so figure out where you can sell them a bridge. Uh, and <laughs> there you have it. Be safe, folks. Stay home. Watch TV. Uh, play some games. Maybe get that nap you've been waiting on are, for so many times. What, about, what are your thoughts on the, the pewter? Because yeah, that's what's coming back, the, the uniforms that they wore when they won the Super Bowl. So go back to the Brad Johnson, Mike Allstar. Yeah, that's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, no, I see. I, I was wanting to go full... Uh, Swashbuckling pirate, you know me. Yeah, There's Buckle no greater. Yeah. yeah, especially. Did you see the Photoshop effort with Brady so quickly? Man, that was so good. Oh yes, it was. It fit perfectly. It really does. I mean, that was that's Errol Flynn. Like that's who the logo was right. was, was, <laughs> was was designed after. So it it fit very well. But if you could do that, law well, that that would have been perfect. Well, we'll get yeah. one of those for a throwback. I'm sure because I'm going to buy one. I don't oh, necessarily uh, need one, but I'll buy one. I, I the the whole talk of the creamsicle, and I know you guys talked about it as well, but it's funny because it seems that this Tampa fan base, everybody else in the country wants the creamsicle back, but the Tampa fans don't. They want the pewter. They want the you know they want the Warren Sapp Derek Brooks uniform, and I guess the team says, "All right, you're the fan base that we're trying to appease." I actually almost thought it would be different. Like, hey, let's try to you know extend our reach. But it seems like all the other you know all the other markets and football fans are saying, "Yeah, go back to the creamsicle." Except the actual Bucks fans, and they're going to get their wish. I think it'd just be the curiosity to see how many jerseys you could sell. Of that oh, nationwide. A, a Brady creamsicle jersey would be the most popular jersey sold in the National Football League. It wouldn't even be close. That's one that I would eventually have to get second. signed and put on a wall somewhere. Oh, man. You know, just, just for one of those. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to get it for 177 bucks because that's what we're going to be talking about uh, in about a half hour from now. What can you buy in the Earth sports memorabilia? You could call that guy that does the helmets and face masks for you and probably do a lot of damage. <laughs> but we'll get into that. We'll do that with the crew coming up a half hour from now. Uh, but coming up next, we've been waiting on this big piece of NBA news. Dan Byer, Christmas has come early for a lot of fans. And we're going to tell them exactly mm. what they got under the tree coming up next on Fox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. He's Dan Beyer. I'm Mike Harmon. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox continues. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, coming to you from the Geico Studios. I'm dancing along to the tunes, watching sports and fights and fires all across uh, my television sets here. Uh, Hopefully you've got some uh, a, a nice beverage in front of you. I got a nice good, big cup of coffee as well. Mike Arman alongside Dan Byer in for Jason Smith tonight. A lot of talk on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox of Dan's office space 
and the helmets is assembled therein. <laughs> People are going to come and try to figure out where you live and steal your stuff, Dan. Well, hopefully they don't. And uh, and if you're stealing mini helmets, I think that you have a real problem. Listen, I know there's people that think that I'm an enormous dork for doing this, and I live with that. That's okay. That's just a part of me. But I know that there are others that also just love the joy of whether it be old NFL or the collection of helmets or the collection of mini helmets. So I just wanted to share. And as I said, we could. I would take requests for matchups to have the dueling Monday Night Football helmets. I even texted you. I think an intro of an old Cowboys Redskins oh, so game. Good. Yeah, of the helmets crashing together and we can, you know, I've done that. I've done like when the Super Bowl comes around, I'll try to set up Super Bowl matchups. Now, they're just set up as division uh matchups as as much as I as I can. But yeah, so just having some fun just showing the showing the workspace, but the Seahawks stuff gets kind of their own their own area. They're they're kind of they're set aside from everyone else. Got to celebrate as you can. I I do appreciate that the Bears are featured prominently here. I do love the pennants. Like I know that is one of your uh passion yes. projects through the years. Some of that stuff and uh the old pencils that we had when we were kids <laughs> and everything else. All, all oh, of that. Yeah. It's it's just slice of life and and, you know, good feels, which we yeah, all need right now. It, it brings you back. I, I spent way too much money on a pack of, like, NFL pencils. I remember when you bought 80s. them. I, I cheered yeah. you. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was way too much. They are sitting in a drawer right now. I'll tell you what. When in 15 minutes, I will go and I'll bring those bad boys out and I'll put them up on Twitter. And anybody who's remotely close to my age of 43 probably had these either in grade school or in their middle school or junior high. And just seeing the pencils will take you back uh, down memory lane. And that's what I hope. That's what I hope these helmet matchups do. Your Bears are facing off against the Lions on the shelf right now in an NFC Central matchup. Yes. Not oh, an NFC going North, all Central. Central matchup, absolutely. You're making me feel all giddy and warm inside just talking <laughs> about that. Uh, look, I'm I'm looking at some on Twitter right or on on eBay right now. I might be buying some before this night ends. No, you got to do it. My pencils that I bought came with the eraser and pencil sharpener, which mm-hmm. also remain intact in the uh, in the packaging. Yeah, right now I'm just uh, there's there's a guy that's got one with the different conference pencils and then mm-hmm. an all twenty eight. It's got three packs in one. Yeah, I have an AFC and NFC. That's how mine were were separated. Yeah, I got problems. All right, so I'll be on board that before the night's over. Uh, But you know what? The NBA gave us a gift through, uh, well, ESPN. Uh, A lot of folks clamoring since the shutdown and stoppage of play. Well, you were going to give it to us anyway, so why don't you move that 10-part Michael Jordan Bulls documentary up? And there's some reports coming out of the New York Post tonight that it'll be confirmed on Good Morning America tomorrow, that they're going to give us that gift a couple months early, and that as early as April 19th, all those people that hated the Bulls will hate them again for 10 nights. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be first in line. I will be first in line. This reminds me, and Mike, tell me if if you think this, this happened or not, because I know that there were people who went online and had asked and were demanding and wanted a petition signed for ESPN to move this up. But I kind of would have to think that even without a petition or people clamoring for it, ESPN kind of had to do this because if there would be any sort of NBA season that you would like this year, if it's going to take up most of the summer, you really don't have a spot for this. 
Am I right? Right. It was originally supposed to be in June. Sure. In the NBA Finals, done by Father's Day. So you would have, the, you know, if whether it starts during the finals and then continues through. But realistically, now with everything so jammed up, there'd be no way that you could. If, if things started June 1st, which is not likely, but let's just for hypothetic reasons, there's not really a spot to do it. And plus, you're trying to play catch up on everything else. I, I just think kind of, it was kind of the really only option to not really get this thing in. I think it would have been without knowing what's going to happen with the NBA season and with nothing going on right now. It just made perfect sense to move it up. I don't think any petition did anything. No, I, I think what you could do, I mean, and petitions are all out there. There were a number of them. Uh, question to see exactly how many people electronically signed aggregate, probably more people than voted uh, in their local elections yeah. last time out, but <laughs> or, or completed the census or any of those other things. But the oh, sorry, I, I, it had to be said because uh, I know those things or, or responded to a jury summons. I mean, I can, the jokes go on forever. Uh, but the the idea being also here, here's an opportunity for fresh content. Right, of something that we got a teaser back in December and people have been salivating over, wow, that I've never seen that interview. Where's that from? What's that? You know, and, and you get the principals involved, everything else. I mean, you could make this a 10-day event Monday through Friday, two weeks on ABC, and you're doing gangbusters ratings because right now there's no competition in the sporting realm. And the Jordan love and hate, right? You got the... Jordan stands and the LeBron truthers, or however you can, whatever, move those terms around as you need to, uh, that battle will go on, and that'll take over social media, that'll take over sports radio uh, and TV once again. So, I mean, it'd be a huge ratings win, and the advertising that you can sell directly tied to that would be huge. I find it unique that... There will be there will be people who didn't like the Bulls back then that will like them now because it's their generation. Yeah, no, and that's I'm just, true. I'm I'm not to that point, and it's and and, I, and you and I have done enough shows. I've always said like you know I, I I didn't like people giving the Warriors you know like being like I hate them but I respect them because I I never felt that way as a fan when I was growing up. Like you know the Celtics or Lakers or you know teams that were rivals that you may have hated. You were never like, well, I respect what they do. No, you're just like I hate the Celtics, or I hate the Lakers, or I hate the Bulls. And then as time goes on, you look back and you're like, man, Larry. Bird was unreal or look at what magic did and it's at that time you give the appreciation but I always think like in the heat of the moment you know that's not what like being a fan is all about that's for reminiscing and but I think that with this and looking back there are some that are going to be like I can't stand the Bulls I couldn't stand that run and I'm one of those but I think there's going to be a lot of guys they're going to be like Man, I can't stand them, but that was my generation's great team, and my generation's great team is better than your generation's great team. And I think that's what we're going to get a lot of when this ends up pouring out. Yeah, I think even as a fan, I I hit some point in my age where it was more acceptable, right? Because being a Chicagoan and being a Bears fan, look, all we had was quarterbacks, one after the next. I mean, that's another – we'll we'll play that game on the feud the next time you and I are in. (laughs) Only two segments. Yeah, so – well, but you go through and it's, you know, the number of – we did this last week just kind of looking at the number of quarterbacks that each team had had since Tom Brady was drafted. The Bears were right at the top. They were number two behind Cleveland. Uh, in turn, they had 23 to Cleveland's 26. So while you hated Brett Favre, 
the entire time as I got older was, man, I, I just wish we could have a guy that would quarterback for sure. five years and that you were cool with him being your quarterback. And for Jay Cutler, the much maligned Jay Cutler, he was arguably the best quarterback that the Bears had had since Sid Luckman. So, I mean, for all the warts, it was a lot of good. And more and more, I, I like that former teammates keep stepping up to remind folks that, you know, Jay wasn't the guy everybody wrote about just well, because well, they didn't like his facial mannerisms. Sure. You know, his mannerisms and his facial expressions didn't mean that the team didn't like him. Well, what was it like in the city during those times? Oh, in, going in back to the, yeah. the 90s, and, and it, it was just annoying. Because you knew no matter how good your team might be playing, defensively, whatever, Favre was going to come in and kill you. Sure. And I think it's much the same but, with Rodgers now. Sure. But what about being a Bulls fan? I'm sorry. Oh, I go been, on, yeah, like, sorry. Yeah, like, so, no, that's all right. That's, I, I should have been more clear. No, what it's was, all right. What was it like? I, I, I mean, because there aren't fan bases... There isn't a fan base, I, you know. I don't, right. Like even 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 Lakers fans, like it was a gap of you know from the Magic run to the Shaq Kobe run. There's a gap, and then there's a small gap between Kobe's titles. But I mean, this is this is six of eight years, you know. And Jordan, you know, is gone for one of them. But what was it like in the '90s? Oh, just absolute chaos. You know what? I'll I'll tell uh, a little bit of stories of the way uh, this all, all right. flows out, and we'll do that next. But first, let's get Ralph Irvin in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dan Byer in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Just uh, the Bulls in the, the 90s, it was the expectation that you were winning every game. Right? The yeah. super fans came from a very special place. Not only was it the the Bears in the 85 run and the demolition of the Patriots in the Super Bowl was also about the Bulls and invincibility. So there were all the jokes of, yeah, 82 and 0, perfect 16 in the in the playoffs and, and finals, my friend. And Michael Jordan wins everything. And and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah. And and when you think of like the progression and for those of us that remember, I mean it was there was I would say the Eastern Conference had this period in the, to the mid mid 80s into the early 90s where there was there was this next man up where the Celtics were the top team, Pistons were knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the Bulls and and the the Hawks and Sixers and Bucks were teams that were going to be you know the third through six anywhere in the Eastern Conference. But realistically, it was the Pistons were were going to be challenging the Celtics, and then you had Detroit being able to overtake Boston and become the king of the East. Well, then you had the Bulls move up kind of the number two spot, tried to knock down the door a couple of times, couldn't do it. Then finally. Finally, you know, then the Bulls break through. And to me, Mike, that's what was so unique was then you had the Knicks and you had the Pacers trying to take their, you know, their their chances. But every time being denied and that's just in the East, that's not even talking about what happened to the finals. But that was the thing that was so surprising to me, because it's when I'm growing up in the, you know, in, in the 80s and 90s and watching it. I'm like, OK, who's going to be the next team to overtake the Bulls? Right. And no one could do it like it happened to the Celtics. It happened to the Pistons, but you could not do that to the Chicago Bulls. And then if somebody who was just expecting that, it almost became frustrating because, as you said, all of a sudden it was just like it was, you know, normal hat that they weren't going to lose. And and it just it blew my mind. Well, you had that run, I mean, of a two years where Jordan goes to play baseball. 
Mm-hmm. So the finals, and well, one year, obviously, it, no Jordan at all. Second year comes back, and the finals go on without him. I mean, more memorable for the OJ chase than the finals sure. that were yeah. actually going on, you know, Rockets, Knicks. But you have those two playoff runs, but otherwise it was Jordan until he retired again, mm-hmm. right, and walks off after the shot, and that was it. So they didn't get old. They didn't fracture or fall apart as every other mini dynasty or run of those teams did. So that passing the torch, even reluctantly, you know, Isaiah and company just walking off the court and all those videos yeah. that you had, you, you never got that moment. You never got closure, right? It's like watching the Warriors here this last five-year run. I don't know that anyone, any team went from the excitement and being beloved to being hated so quickly in any sport. Right, yeah. Duke was a long burn, and it remains. And now you may hate watching. Maybe, maybe you don't have the hate anymore, because um, it's Duke. You, go ahead. Duke was sympathetic. There was a point. It's crazy to think, but Duke would get the Final Fours and never win. And that was up until 1991. But when you look at you look at all the times, you almost felt bad for Duke. Up until 91 when they finally beat UNLV and then started winning championships. But they would go to the Final Four and they would lose either in the national semifinals or they would lose in the championship game, which is crazy to think of how they turned. But, yeah, to your point of just the, the hatred, there were also pieces moving. Like you had your core of, of, of Scotty, you know, and Michael but, you know, Horace Grant's in the first three titles. Right. You know, Rodman's brought in. Paxson versus Kerr versus... Yeah, yeah. 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 You had different you, you did different pieces, but they still ended up, you know, they ended up getting better and better. And it's just, it was so frustrating. And I, I don't, you know, I didn't really like the Utah Jazz, but I'm like, all right, is this the season that we're finally going to, you know, see it? And then you had, they had two cracks at them and couldn't get it done. Well, especially so, when you also add, Dan, the, the Rod effect the guy that's like wait what happened suddenly there was a you know they're gonna prove they can win with everybody and get him back on the right path and yeah he, he was odd at times i'll just leave it there uh but played and is really i don't think ever really remembered for as good a basketball player as he was as as he was the character and yeah. so that worked and phil jackson made that situation work for all that run. So yeah, it's all these years later, it's, it's seen nostalgic and and fun and it'll ignite all those fights. Once again, LeBron versus Jordan and with Kobe's passing and been a lot more Kobe footage and, you know, replaying of some of his great moments. So all of that taking us out of necessarily the 2020 campaign which is fine because it's on hiatus and makes folks think maybe it maybe of a simpler time, a better time, or when their guy couldn't win. And that's the other legacy part of the Jordan years is all of those Hall of Famers that never got a title because yeah. of him. I know. Oh, man. It's very Tiger Woods asking, you know, like that, that was the new school, but it was the Jordan starting it. You know, Barkley, mailman. Uh, I mean, John Stockton the- and his cheap shots and little shorts. Yeah, I mean, you know, that Suns team in 93. You that was know, a good was, team. Yeah, it was very good, very good. The 92 Blazers team, I saw somebody one time like rank like of like Bulls finals. They had, they were really good, and they had a lot of good veterans on that team. But, you know, Jordan has his shoulder shrug game, and, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. So 
There we yeah, have it. But we may get that in mid-April. Yeah. And and you yep. and I can yell and and your Bucks fandom, you can shake your fist. <laughs> By the way, just really quick, if I had a 24-hour Ed TV like or Truman show thing of Giannis, I, I would do, I would watch that all You're time. You're all game. You're game for it. <laughs> Between his he guitar is. playing and his just one-liners, I like him. Oh. I like that kid a lot. Yeah, he's a good guy. Remember when he couldn't get seated at that restaurant? Oh, how life has changed. Uh, he is Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, I'm going to give everybody a fictional $177. Yeah, that's what the Chiefs have to spend uh, under the cap. Uh, we're going to allow you to post your dream sports memorabilia, trading cards, whatever it is. Maybe I'll go buy some pencils. We'll do that next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Greetings. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. I'm Mike Harmon. Smith isn't here tonight. He'll be back on 6 a.m. as part of the Dan Patrick Show tomorrow. He'll be back in his normal seat tomorrow night. Dan Beyer in his stead. At Dan Beyer on Fox is where you find him. At Beyergrams. And if you have a lot of money, you could maybe buy all of his uh, stuff that's in his house. I'm sure Lisa would love to see that uh, turn back over, Dan. <laughs> that's very true. I think that she would be interested as well in getting all rid of all of this junk. No, she's actually Does pretty she, good with it. She calls it junk but... at any point, or is it good? No, she's never called it junk. She does appreciate, and I think that's what's what what uh, you know is so great about her. She appreciates the dorkiness in me that likes to collect you know these sort of things. So the helmets, the pennants, the pencils that we just put up on Twitter, ma'am. Oh, yeah. you put them on Twitter now? Threw it up there, you know. Just well, I, I, you know, we said we would, and so I just, I think people go back down memory lane and and remember those or their favorite team, like the Raiders one. For as much as I hated the Raiders, the Raiders had the coolest pencil. They they did of this pencil. Oh, they're glorious! Look at those things at Dan Byer on Fox, where you see those. I was just looking at a uh, the that set. If you bought the two fourteen pencil sets, just sold for forty five bucks wow. on eBay. <laughs> So oh, okay. price of poker has certainly gotten up. Now, a story that I found kind of entertaining, and brought it up a little earlier with uh, Jason Lockenfora, and uh, we'll hear from him again uh, in about 45 minutes from now on the program, in case you missed it. Uh, and for those in Los Angeles that will be joining us in about 10 minutes from now, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app out here uh, where Dan and I are, we appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Sirius XM, Channel 83, 400 stations nationwide, plus uh, and continuing expansion. We appreciate you. Uh, hug your GMs for you vir- for us virtually. Uh, we certainly do it. Appreciate everybody that allows us uh, to be part of their lineups uh, and to continue to bring you the information and entertainment as we do. Uh, but this came from ESPN.com, Dan. Uh, current cap numbers. And New England's got about $900,000 right now. That's a lot right. of money compared to what the Chiefs have. $177 in cap space. Now, they've got to rework Patrick Mahomes, and they'll get rid of Sammy Watkins, etc. But $177 in cap space normally we're talking tens of millions oh man they got two big defensive starters they got to figure out how to come up with 15 million no they have 177 dollars 
That's, you know, a, a month of coffee for some people. I was going to say, can you even get a barbecue platter from like a KC barbecue joint and feed, you know, can you feed four to six people with that? I'm not sure you can. I think can. that's about right where you're at, right? You're probably coming in at 199 That's, I mean, seriously, you're either really, really good, you're really, really good at the cap, or you're really, really bad. It's one of the things like maybe we shouldn't be this tight. Or if you're like, hey, we are getting it. It's you know, heck, you had the Seinfeld earlier. Kramer taking the car down to E as you know as much <laughs> as you can. That's what they're trying to. How close can you actually get it to maxing out your full salary cap? And being hundred and seventy-seven dollars off, if it's the price is right, you win both showcases. So I say kudos to the Kansas. Well, I mean that's Chiefs. really well done. I mean that's that's yes. taking it to the limit. Uh, as you say, but if I gave you a fictional 177 bucks for more memorabilia for your uh, man cave, what would it be? Ooh, 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 there are some old pennants that they're not 177 dollars, but you could get a division for that much. Like you could get you know a five team division for the for the old ones. And there are some mini helmets because they're rare, they're custom made that actually go around you know the 50 to 60 dollar mark. So I could add about two or three of those with the. Then you'd have to have shipping, of course, but that's probably what would max me out if there were a couple of unique, you know, throwback or prototype mini helmets. Yeah, I think I'd try to pick up the 60s era Sayers Butkus minis signed. Mm, Signed. Well, I had them many years ago and, you know, through enough moves, uh, enough uh, movers that maybe a box got moved. Uh, that shouldn't have to somewhere else, but uh, hey, uh, it would be nice to replicate some of that and rebuild an office like yours, Dan. It's what I well, aspire to. That's uh, it would be a very good purchase, very well, good purchase on your part. All in on that at Dan Byer on Fox, where you find them, and you can find those sweet pencils at Biograms as well. I'm over at Swollen Dome on those services as well. Coming up next, we talk about the Chargers and their fit at QB. The guy there says, "Come and take it." Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, buddy. Final hour of the program for this Monday night. Mike Harmon alongside Dan Byer Smith off tonight. He'll be back tomorrow. Dan, how we feeling? Getting limber in there? Getting some putts in? No, we're doing all right. We're hanging out. It's been a it's been a fast show so far, and I expect nothing different for what we've got in the next sixty minutes or so. Rotating the channels again, not changing, rotating. So we've rotated to another um, just uh, competitions. We'll just put it that way. Maybe the Game Show Network, maybe oh, not. Oh, nice. What, uh, that's only for me to know. Well, what, what's what's on the Game Show Network, buddy? Uh, America Says. I don't know America that one. Says. Is that just that's, a survey one? And That's with John Michael Higgins. It's a, oh, it's I a, love John Michael yeah, Higgins. Yeah, it's 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 kind of the, the friendlier, slightly different version of Family Feud. Okay, cool. Yes. yes. I dig Different that. from our feud. But no, well, anything's going to be different from the crazy madness like, that we put for together. example if my dog could talk he'd probably tell me to stop asking him to blank and so then you got to fill in the blank so it's kind of i guess it's kind of a match game family feud combo and then they give you the first letter of you know what would be the top uh, seven answers gotcha has, yeah. has it ever been revealed that it says shuddy <laughs> <laughs> no. Owing to Dan and I uh, and our uh, mutual love of the King of Queens. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, Arthur, 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 Arthur. Plenty of uh, those marathons to, to run through. That and I, I think they just run Harry Potter around the clock anymore, Dan. <laughs> We've hit that point in our uh, pop culture cycle. Well, we got an hour of King of Queens coming up in about an hour. So, you know, right when we're done, sliding on all over to Queens and checking that out. Nicely done. Uh, in my timeline just now, as we were talking, uh, you put up the picture of the old NFL pencils that are part of your collection at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, we have Shaney just put in uh, the vote for the favorite baseball card in his collection. <laughs> I actually own a copy of this card. It's the 1976 Tops bubblegum blowing champ from Joe Gargiola and Bazooka and it celebrates Kurt Bavacqua of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right. Blowing a magnificent bubble that is being measured. Mm, Magnificent. Some of the responses we're getting from some of this throwback stuff are really good. Bill tweeted in the like the the generation before my generation of pencils or our generation. He had the one previous where it just had like the names of the number two on there. Oh, nice. That one up there on Twitter as well. So, yeah, some of the throwback stuff that is out there. So, so good. The Ted March Abroda card that that Mike put up there. Uh, yeah, great stuff. Old school where he looks, uh, and that's an interesting pose, right? The wide, wide open throwing stance. Uh, if you've got more of those, you got a collection rolling out uh, at Swollen Dome on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox, having some fun with you. Thanks for uh, the embrace, uh, the virtual hugs uh, that we try to give and have some laughs as we're here on the Fox Sports Radio Airwaves. We're thankful for the time. Always good to have Dan in with us uh, and appreciate the the levity that we have in the, well, the tomfoolery that we always bring. Long history together, Dan. I, so, try, I just try not to rock the boat, let alone, like, you know, completely capsize it. So just, you know, try to sit and go along for the ride. Well, it's a nice, easy, smooth ride. Those first three hours of the show tonight uh, flew by. You'll be able to get the entire show a little over an hour from now on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever. And when possible, we'll walk coast to coast. Give you the big hug. Uh, Coming up in about 25 minutes from now, you'll hear from Jason LaConfora on some of the big NFL happenings, rumor, conjecture, speculation uh, as we roll through. And right now, but we've got Tyrod Taylor. I don't want to call him Tyrod because at some point someone actually asked the man how to pronounce his name, so try to be respectful. Uh, He says, quote, we have a lot of talent on our team. If I'm the guy that would be calling the shots, I know for sure that we'll go out and turn a lot of heads. He's wanting to prove doubters wrong, that he's not just a placeholder. He's not just a, quote, system just move the chains, not explosive type quarterback. Because a lot of look, anybody who's become a free agent has been linked to the Chargers, right? Because everybody telling me, oh, we got to have a big name to sell tickets in LA. For the first year, you don't. Football in a new stadium, and this year, this year, more than ever, you don't. Live football, they could put me under center and watch me get trucked <laughs> time and time again. And people will come this year because they're going to want the collective uh, environment. They're going to want that celebratory feel that comes with a live football game. And I've always argued that Terod Taylor was a better quarterback uh, than perhaps he'd been given credit for. Short-lived opportunity in Cleveland, before that in Buffalo. And here with the Chargers, you've got all the weapons. Like, everything is laid out. 
and he's been in the system so you can continue with what you've already built. As much as it would be nice to maybe exchange some thoughts with Cam Newton on where to find a nice fedora, which I could do. I could do. You know the hat collection. Uh, It's still one of those big discussions, buddy. I look at... This is what this is. If if the Chargers go down this road, and you're you're so dead on, everybody is is at a race to put someone else in at quarterback for the Chargers, and it tells me one of two things: that the Chargers are completely content with having Terod Taylor be their starting quarterback for the upcoming season, and or, and I think that this can be an and or situation, they're planning to draft one with the sixth overall pick right. and possibly move up in the draft to get the quarterback that they want. And I think that's the sort of plan that we're going to see from the Chargers. But to your point about Terod Taylor, if that is where they want to go, we want to point and say this guy did this here and that guy did that there. When Terod Taylor is under center, he doesn't turn the football over. Right. He doesn't. And and you saw that during his time in Buffalo. And when during his time in Buffalo when he was there, who was also in Buffalo? Anthony Lynn. And so there's there's that familiarity. I'm not sure how much you can put the Cleveland start on his shoulders. Uh it could be another indictment on Hugh Jackson. And and what the you know the Cleveland Browns uh, organization was when he was running them. If you know Terod Taylor has success as a Chargers quarterback, but I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt because during the time that he was the quarterback in Buffalo, they ended up getting things done. He did not turn the ball over. It wasn't a it wasn't a world beating squad. But he wasn't asked to, you know, be a dominant quarterback. So if you're going to go in with Terod Taylor, I think we at least have to give the benefit of the doubt that he knows Anthony Lynn's system and will be able to play, you know, whatever sort of system they're going to without turning the ball over, which was a big problem in 2019. Yeah, I mean, they didn't push the ball downfield a ton in Buffalo. They didn't have the weapons to do that, right? It was a lot more of a short game, and certainly the running back position featured prominently. The old... Old adage, as you and I have celebrated it for many years on these Fox Sports Radio airwaves, run the ball, play good defense, have a quarterback that can be explosive at times, but all in all, takes care of the football. And that's Gerard Taylor in a nutshell. The other thing, and and it's not bashing Phillip Rivers, there was a lot of good done during his time as a member of the Chargers, maybe the Hall of Fame, and everything else. Turnovers were big this last year, but... He never would run a quarterback sneak. And not that Taylor is the mm-hmm. fleetest of foot and doesn't have a ton of you know rushing attempts. He's last he hasn't played a lot, but go back to 2017, carried the ball 84 times, about five yards a carry. Go back to 2016, six yards a carry, 580 yards, all the way back to 2015, because they put him on the field however they could, 568 rushing yards. The point being on goal goal line situations, third and short, fourth and short, you can actually call a quarterback sneak. Sure. Something you couldn't do with Phillip Rivers, which changes the complexion of how you have to run plays. And, you know, if you're going to go do a, hey, I'm going to hand it back five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and now you've got to fight to get that six inches, you know, then a lot of times that seals up. And we saw that happen with some regularity, including a number of turnovers in short situations for the Chargers this past year. Philip Rivers has twenty had twenty interceptions in twenty nineteen. Terod Taylor's thrown twenty interceptions his entire career. 
Like, like that, that's where they're, they're tied. One season versus an entire career. 46 games started, 20 interceptions. Phillip Rivers last year, 16 games started, 20 interceptions. You, you, you got to cut that down, and I think that's what the Chargers are hoping for. I actually think, Mike, it is a much bigger picture sort of thing, and this is why the Cam Newton stuff didn't necessarily match up where you heard so much about it was – if Cam is there, is he going to welcome in a younger quarterback? Nope. No. No, it's not going to happen. I think that Terod Taylor's had experience doing that, at least working that with Baker Mayfield. And if you're giving him the season, you're giving him the season. So you could see something with Tua. You could see something with Justin Justin Herbert in in that first round. I think they probably have to make a move to be able to do something so somebody else doesn't maybe move up and get him. But I think that's what the Chargers plan is going to be. And if it's going to be Terod Taylor, it's going to be for Terod Taylor, but it's not going to be for five years. And I'll tell you what, if you're just planning for a year, you're you're going to be in a mess like the team across the hall from you or the team that you're renting the stadium from because the whole battle for LA thing that we saw you know a couple of years ago and it seemed like it was such a rush for the Rams to become a winner and to put their footprint you know in this city now when you look at the Rams and you look at what the effect the Super Bowl did or didn't have there's must be a maybe a longer play here, you know, of of really grabbing a foothold. It's not going to be a two two year thing when you're back in the city or a four year thing. It's going to be a ten fifteen year thing to really see where the NFL ends up gravitating to in the city. And I'd say that right now at this point, looking at the future, Chargers' future actually looks better than what the Rams have. Better spot, right? Because you're going to get the rookie quarterback. Because you will draft one. There's no question about it. And then you're on the, the running clock of your quarterback on the cheap. The old Seattle formula that everybody tries or wants to try and watches it go asunder because they take the wrong quarterback to build around, right, in many of these cases. But you've got your bookend big wide receivers, Hunter Henry back on the franchise for the moment, Austin Eckler, you'll probably pick up another running back along the way now that Gordon's gone. And you'll you'll look at that defense, which is also those guys are going to all need to get paid, but they're not there quite yet. Yeah, add the all the ancillary things, right? Yeah. The logo stuff that we were talking about before, right? We were watching that Chiefs Ram game, and they've already excised the old Rams logo in old box scores. Bad move, <laughs> bad move. It's got to be maybe a Rams classic, thing. Rams well, new man. You know, you just and, and I just I don't want to let it slide. When you talk about the Chargers defense with a healthy Derwin James, right? Where you've now added Chris Harris Jr. You bring in Linval Joseph on a two-year deal from the Minnesota Vikings. You have Joey Bosa, and essentially a contract year, if you will, or however you want to look at it, his fifth year. He's going to be looking to get paid. You have Melvin Ingram there. I mean, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's it, you know, and I'm leaving out guys. I, I mean, so so when it gets back to of what you want from that other side of the position, it's not Philip Rivers' team anymore. It's probably a defensive football team that's going to have to figure out unique ways to get the ball to you know to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and yeah. Hunter Henry. I mean, that's so. nice to be able to rattle off four names offensively, though, right? Yeah, many, yeah, many teams struggle past that second guy. All right, we're going to hope that this second-year wide receiver really steps up for us <laughs> right. this time around. All right, you add Balaga on the offensive line and Trey Turner. Yeah, that improves that there. So you've you've already Belaga. I do have questions health wise, but Trey Turner's an upgrade for sure. No, sure, Belaga. It's it's a matter of can you coax it, 
right? Does he need a game here and there if you're on the the shortened schedule once we figure out what the schedule actually becomes, right? If you're missing a day here because you're playing that Monday night game, does is it the kind of thing, not that you want to use the word load management necessarily in football, but let's call it what it is. You're playing for grander ambitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the division will certainly be interesting. Kansas City, we talked about their $177 of salary, salary cap space because Patrick Mahomes is still working on that cheap uh, deal. So that, that may come to a head during this weird offseason as well. So changes afoot, and then John Gruden still trying to figure out what happens uh, in Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland, but I, I corrected myself because they've actually they, they put signage out front, Dan, to make sure yes. you know it. I saw that at their headquarters. That's all right. I called uh, Tom Brady, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, twice last week. So that's also going to take some getting used to. That's okay. He's always, he's always a Patriot, even if he's in another uniform, even if he's wearing the pewter. That's true. Wearing That's the true. pewter, Dan, not the cream skulls. The pewter. Tell you what, he's he's played in two uniforms that are the best throwbacks, you know, that you can find. That is true. The, so he's got that going. For I, him. I I always did like that Patriots helmet from the '60s. I'd like to get a replica made, or it's just the hat. Oh sure, yes, the that Boston one's a classic Patriots. too. Yeah. yeah, the Boston Patriots uh, logo as well. Hey, one of the stories that that's breaking today, Dan and I are gonna. Chop it up coming up next. It is a college football story uh, about eligibility. We saw a letter go out from a lot of leaders at respective colleges, and now the NCAA has made their ruling. Did they do it right? Where are the pitfalls? We'll debate that next. It's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Beyer in for Jason Smith, and that's next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Slide over, baby. Hour continues here at the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Dan Byer is in for Jason Smith tonight. He's the daddy. Maybe you're raising an extra glass because you had a long day of homeschooling, game playing, running around, chasing the dog, chasing the kids, chasing your own tail. Maybe you got the dishes now in the dishwasher and you can relax, raise a glass and sit down and be entertained and laugh along with us. And relax, like Aaron Rodgers would tell you. He's Dan Byer, at Dan Byer on Fox, in his office, admiring the football world of the 1980s and playing along to a game show. Uh, something we talked about a little bit earlier in the show, Dan, just uh, a nod, LeBron James chiming in and his excitement. April 19th can't come fast enough. I cannot wait. Yes, The Last Dance, 10-part Michael Jordan and the Bulls documentary uh, getting fast-tracked from its original June release date upon popular demand and knowing that they can absolutely crush the competition in ratings. Looks like ESPN is going to move that up, Dan. And, well, if LeBron James is talking about April 19th, I guess that's a final. And, and I'm really sorry to put you on the spot because I, I don't know. Is it going to be spread out over 10 weeks? Or are they doing this like a 10-night a extravaganza? That I is thought, a fine question. I, I thought, thought it was, it was weeks. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. And it actually would probably make sense with where we are when things are going to be going for a while anyway. But to, to be able to... You know, the, our viewing habits are so now, they're, they're so changed. And I think that this is fast tracking. It's so unique with, I mean, you, you 
mentioned the Tiger King, and and this is a conversation that I was having with with Ryan Music, who is the executive producer of the Doug Gottlieb Show, where you normally will hear me chiming in with Doug here and there on uh, Mondays through Fridays. But the point is, it's it's funny when if you watch Tiger King, Mike, and I watch Tiger King. Let's say that Alex watches it, and Kevin watches it, and Ralph watches it. We're all watching the same show at the same time, but we're not watching like right at the same time where you may be on episode four and Alex may be on episode three and I'm on episode, you know, five or what. And so you, you can, but you can't talk about the show because certain people are only in certain parts. And, and it's crazy to think that that's the type of, you know, world that we live in. Usually it'd be like, Oh my gosh, you see last night Seinfeld. It was so hilarious. And everybody's talking about it. But now with the binge watching and when shows are just thrown out, it's such a unique way of watching things that even though everybody's watching the same show, I don't know how much you can really talk about it because you don't want to ruin it for the people that haven't seen what you've already seen. Well, and that becomes a question here on Monday. It got released at the end of the week. I figure we can't get into specifics on Tiger King, except to say, damn, <laughs> I, th- I think that's about as far as it should go right now. Um, I think we got to give it another couple of days. I know others are going to break that rule. It's like anything else. But I, in my life doing media, ever since I got hired by Yahoo uh, back in 1999, I've say I would say there have been two major mistakes when it comes to content release since that time, Dan. The first was okay. the internet and everything was free. I.e., if you could get enough clicks, and you were selling on that metrics. Because you can't put the genie back in the bottle. It becomes Mm -hmm. very difficult, right? We watch The Athletic. We watch other uh, components. And even at Yahoo, it became a, all right, we had a free fantasy football game, (laughs) but now how do we find money and content? So the stat tracker, live scoring, became a small add-on for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. So getting people to pay for a newspaper online like they used to at their front door went out the window. Exactly. To think like you've always paid for a subscription and now they put it on like a printer. You're like, I'm not paying for that. Well, you just had it delivered to your door for 30 years. You know, then you paid for it. It's crazy. You're dead on with that. So that's the first one. The second one is the I'm going to release an entire season of a show now. Hmm. Why? Why? Like if you're like the Mandalorian did it right. Here's once a week. Now you got a week to watch, talk about, and it keeps you coming back. Here I could get my seven day free trial, watch a season, say, "All right, I'll see you when part two comes up." Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. I'm gonna yeah. sign up under another credit card, and I'll see you, see you again in, in you know six months, nine months, whatever. Not to say that you're not kind of doing that in in some respects, and folks are playing games with logins and whatever else. That's a whole other fight for another time as to how many times you should be able to, how many people should be able to log in with the same ID before it goes ah, 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 like it's Newman from Jurassic Park when they were trying to break into his computer. But same idea of you dump it all on one day. That's it. Where's the anticipation? Yeah. Where's the story I, building? I hope with that documentary they spread it out over ten weeks. Gives you something something to you know watch. I think they did that with the the OJ Made in America. Yeah. I think they, they spread that out as well. And and that works. Ozark just came out on Friday, and. It, We've been waiting a year, year and a half for that show to come out, and I don't understand people who took ten hours in a thirty-six hour, you know, period and had the show done by Saturday night. To me, that's that's overkill. I, I mean, like, I, I just, you know, I can't do something like that. You know, when you waited to have something and it just 
boom, 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 and get it over with. I yeah, you want to savor it, you know, just like like a nice steak, a nice meal. You want to mm. you want to take your time and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. Yep. I think you're you're spot on with your analysis. Well, no. it's analysis or old man get off my lawn. Depending, no, it's depending it's on true. who you are. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's it's really true. But it's just funny on how we watch things. And if you have the Jordan thing and you spread it out over ten weeks, everybody's going to be caught up. I mean, they they wouldn't put all ten out on a streaming service. But it, instead of having it just over ten days, you might as well have something to look forward to. And then we'll know if it's an actual Tuesday instead of a Wednesday or Thursday because we can't keep our days straight anyway. All right. Well, that's been one of the main things here. It's like, does anybody know what time it is anyway? Does anybody really care? Uh, Because if you, maybe you're furloughed, maybe just because the kids are off, you've got to take a little time off to be with them uh, so they're not running amok and tearing up your house. Uh, Maybe the concept of time and what day it is, it's really kind of flown out the window a little bit for you. Uh, One thing that happened earlier today, I want to just get to this really quick, Dan. Uh, The NCAA... At granting an extra season of eligibility to spring athletes whose seasons were canceled due to COVID-19, the coronavirus. So they get an extra year of eligibility and the schools have to decide how scholarships and financial aid are going to work. So you'll get your incoming freshmen, but seniors can stay on and they can be on without scholarship limits. Right. They get they don't count against the limit, but how it gets administered in terms of dollars and cents is going school to school and i think it's a pretty dangerous thing and if you're not an automatic starter uh you've got to figure out if you have more schooling that needs to be done you better figure out how to pay for it because they're not giving you any more money would be the way i read that Man, athletic-wise, I think it makes all the sense in the world, makes all the sense in the world why the winter sports wouldn't, outside of the whole money factor. There were some seasons in the winter sports that were already over with. Yep. So, yeah, that, you can understand that. But the one thing that I think is confusing, and I'll make it quick, I think some people looked at this and thought it was just going to be for seniors who lost a year. And that wouldn't have been fair because who cares if you're a junior, sophomore, freshman, you lost a whole year of your sport. Yeah. So this is going to go to everybody. So, yeah. So it's a little bit bigger, bigger piece of pie to deal with than people maybe realized at the beginning. Yeah. We'll have to go back in the devil of the details and we'll continue this conversation as the week goes on, because I'm sure each conference, each school is going to have their thoughts uh, and start leaking their ideas to media here in short order. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.